103.8 FM Talk Radio. Everybody, we're here, we're in, Yeah, you're live, you were worried at first, you were like, you turned down the mics, Keith, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I like the song, I get oh, excited yeah. by oh, it. Oh, so you didn't think we were, you were like, oh, I can't hear it, no. No, 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 because I, I want, I, no, I, you're I like hearing the, the song. song, they're hearing the song. Absolutely they are, we're it's all our trademark, it. my friend. Yeah, it costs me money, that's what happens when you pay. It's yours. I have, an, I have my, my weak Instagram. <laughs> this dude I picked up on my Lyft this week is a music guy. And he's like, he looked me up. He's like, oh, you got a podcast. Like, you should listen to it. Hell yeah. He's like, yeah, I played, you know, here. I, t- I said Chicago and he listed all the, vet- I played Aragon Ballroom. I Love played Aragon. Double Dora. I played Metro. You know, you know something? This is the truth. I've seen a million shows. I never saw Shaw at the, show at the Aragon I saw the Ballroom. Foo Fighters for the first uh, time ever at the Aragon. Yeah, that would be a great place to see them. That would be a great place to see them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice and it's big, but it's small. Yeah, and so there's every, a certain intimacy. everywhere you stand, you can see the stage, yep. unless you got some tall fuck in front of you. Yep, but that's just the breaks of it, you know. I always thought a good live venue. I like Double Door. <laughs> you know, I've never seen a show at the Double Door. Oh, I've I've seen several shows. There. It's it's definitely a little rougher around the edges, which I kind of liked that about it. It was darker. Well, I used to live there when it was a country and western bar. A country was the liquor bar. store always there? Yes. So for liquor people store. not listening from Chicago, the Double Door was a music venue, but there was also a liquor store around the corner. Like it was a... Well, like attached to it, adjacent yeah, to it. Yeah. It was, shared a wall. It was also know? a yeah. liquor store. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And the liquor store was there. Yeah. Then too. It was a liquor store and then it was a country and Western bar. And it's a big space. I mean, touring acts. I saw like Fu Manchu there. Edwin Collins I saw there. I saw... Uh, God, who else? Did I, I saw several other bands there. And it was like uh, kind of a dirtier place, you know. But when it was a country and western bar, I used to get asked for coke all the time. Hell yeah! Did you it, have it? it, it no, I, I was not a cokehead. I'm not really a cokehead. Yeah, but we're uh, comics. You can you know where to. I get I wasn't it. even a comic yet when <clears throat> that was a '94 oh. man, and I was. I remember going to that. It was a real rough bar, man. It was a, so. What got country you into? And western bar. So you obviously always wanted to perform. Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. like, what was it? So if you never moved to Chicago, you would have never done stand up. Exactly. It's, it was in the back of my mind when I moved. Why I moved there is one of the reasons why I went there because I knew Chicago was a good place for a performance and stand up because I had heard of Second City. I saw a tour co show when I was a junior in high school, you know, and and, and I liked it. It was it was a good show. It was a f- I went with my mom. She was pretty into it, but yeah. Yeah, Turco was just, uh, it's like they redo, it's like greatest hit stuff. They yeah, do stuff exactly. that's on TV. It's like yep. classic sketches redone. Exactly. The hits, it's a greatest hit sketch show. Exactly, you know, and so th- that kind of planted a seed. And I, and I also, I was kind of a funny kid. When I was younger, I was a, that's how I got sort of a certain level of attention when I was like 12 years old, 13 years old. Making people laugh was uh, was something I did. I think I had a lot of anxiety. <laughs> 
I think I, had a tr- I think like a lot of comics, the one common emotion, you add depression, most comics are anxious human beings. Oh, and yeah. I, and, and I am no exception to that. It's taken me a long time, Keith, to deal with that anxiety and get comfortable with it. I'm, it's still a work in progress. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I feel like that's the drive to f- perform and embarrass yourself. It's like, this will make me not anxious. Well, I think it, it was, well, for me... Look how old, old TV looks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I was watching shit that's like, it was 90s quality. Yeah. And you're like, this looks like 1974. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, this is the TV I grew up on right here. Well, I remember Mondale being... Bl- and you were probably like, what a world we live in. Oh, yeah, That oh, it's yeah. this crisp. I feel yeah. like I'm almost there. I remember like the first big screen TV I ever saw. That was like a quantum leap in television technology. It's like you're peering through a window. Like, holy shit. But no, for, for the performance bug, I think it probably started then. I can remember hamming it up when I was a kid, like on stage, yeah. and mugging and stuff, you know, when I was That's a kid. Fun. And I remember like, I think I said this before, I, I did a play when I was 14 where I completely killed. I completely killed. Like Riffed I got a little bit. I got huge laughter. It felt like there was like this thunderous laughter. Who knows how big it actually was. But I remember that was a big deal, you know. That for, was the and, moment, guys. For, for, the, for the ninth grade class, I was in ninth grade. They were in ninth grade, and I, and I got a huge response. And you would have thought that I, I've had a real, I've had a wrestling mass with, match with this because my parents just didn't even see me. <laughs> they didn't go to any of it, you know. And it was on a, it was on a, uh, on a closed circuit. It was on public TV for a couple months. The, <laughs> the performance they put it up there. Your mom yeah. had better things to do. She was fighting feminism. She was like well, fighting. No, she was in a fighting in a, for people's rights to party. No, she was uh, in a bad marriage. That's what it was. That was uh, occupying her mind uh, and moving halfway across the country because uh, that was a mistake. So, um, anyway. so everyone across the board regrets that. And you think fam- of, of leaving D.C. and your family? Well, they're all dead. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know? they take you can take things to the grave. Would you think your mom definitely? So you and your mom were like, we belong. We don't like it here. My mom could never admit that. She couldn't admit it because uh, it just, I don't know. It, 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 would, it would mean like admitting a certain mistake, you know? Yeah. And, and she didn't want what to be What even so- is this? President yeah. in waiting. Well, I think it's just about the vice presidents. Uh-oh. I went up. Was that Dick Cheney talking to Kamala? No, no, that's why that was Kamala Harris. But no, oh it yeah, it is about vice Rice. presidents. You know, ugh, some of these pers- Dan Quayle. <laughs> that's the earliest vice president I remember. It's Dan Quayle. It's Dan Quayle. Wow. Uh, mine is Walter Mondale. I remember Mondale and Carter. I, so you remember Mondale running for president? Oh, absolutely. I remember. I was fifteen, and it, and it was like you knew it. I was like, he's going to get destroyed. Like, that was the uh, first Reagan, right? No, no, Reagan won an eighty by a landslide, and then and, and, and the then, next and, one, and then the fate was sealed with the next one. It was a landslide win, and, and that's when the neoliberal economic model became truly dominant. You know, and you know, anyway, and, and not even that. I don't that, that that that's too much of a blanket statement. It's more nuanced than that, but but it's it's definitely a shift in the social contract and you know, social relations. I will say for George Bush too. He was dumb, but he did always look like he was in deep thought, at least. Or engaged. Yeah. Engaged, at least. Like, like Trump is clearly <laughs> dismissed. He's, he's not there. But at least Bush, too, was like, he's at least staring at the room. He's staring at something in the room. I mean, can you imagine being on a table and having to make some decisions with Donald Trump? 
Like, I mean, the people that he ripped through in terms of his cabinet, it's just, it was incredible because they were like, this guy is just an absolute idiot. You know, all these wise, seasoned men. No, he's mixing up the government, man. It's a good thing. Oh, my God. So we'll flick around. Be careful what you hope we'll for. We'll flick around man. because we are not watching President in Training the yeah, whole okay. episode. <laughs> so for people, for if you're, if you're a new listener, what this show is, is we talk about our lives in the world. Yeah. Through what's on television. Exactly. So we try and whatever, whatever's on, we try and Inter- interweave, interweave it. it a little yep. bit. It all comes back to what's on TV. Yeah. Call ourselves active TV watchers. You know, it's really they're They're really throwing Christmas at you. Elf's a good movie, yeah. though. Yeah. You know, I've never seen it. It's good. It's like Bob a, Newhart. Yeah. <laughs> I, we actually there's a Netflix is documentary that bad? shows all of the like technological know-how behind this movie like he's just it's will ferrell sitting on a 12 year old boy on his legs and then bob newhart is like 10 feet back <laughs> like reacting yeah. they did a lot of that perspective shit to make him look really big <laughs> with these elves so that he's like really close up on the camera and the set is like 20 feet behind him <laughs> so it looks like he's really yeah, yeah. big yeah exactly and they didn't know if it was going to work because they, they kind of got this movie made and the production company was like, this is not like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> so then they were, they had the idea of it, but when they came to shoot it, they were like, we don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> so they spent yeah. all day framing these shots. And then when they saw it in post, they were like, oh, thank fucking Christ. Yeah. He, like it worked. It yeah. worked. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, 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 that's simple camera work you know what i mean this like, has to be simple fucking... but i mean like thoughtful mindful well, this is my yeah. real father lives in a magical place far away who I don't know that looks like the oatmeal at guy at least you have a daddy <laughs> i was just rolled up one day and left out oh of no it, that has Who's to be the voice over? i don't Who's know but voice? it looks like wilford brimley i was yeah. going brimley uh, the, the, i want to hear it yeah yeah turn it up can you hear it cumulus nimbus cloud it's a wonderful place filled with wondrous creatures except dogs oh by the way don't eat the yellow snow oh i know that all I'm saying is this might be the golden opportunity to find out. Oh, who you, you know what it is? Sounds like Ray Charles. You know, you know, I think it is. I could be wrong on this. It could be the manager from Major League. Remember that the manager? And he was also in a in Wild Bill, which was a Western Fucking, from the mid-90s. Uh, oh, he was in Urban Cowboy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You're going to have to give hey, me I 20. Can look it up. I Let's look it up. That, that's not a very good impression. I think I sounded more like uh, <laughs> Uncle Jesse yeah, you on, sounded on Grizzly like Adams. Fucking Red Fox. <laughs> that was Uncle Uncle. Jesse played a character in Grizzly Adams, a mountain man who hung out with Dan Haggerty, Full which is cast. such a 70s fucking plot. Man, I'm going to drop out of the city and just go live in Colorado off the land. And I'm on the lamb too because the, the not, police are after me, man. I'm a fugitive, you know? And so that, that Grizzly Adams was that. And that's, I'm not resourceful enough th- for that. Th- that was, that was uh, uh, again, Denver Pyle, Uncle Jesse. He was a character. He was a fellow mountain man. He had that voice. You know some number seven? He was an ornery sort. He never wanted to go along with the program. Ain't that right, number seven? Number seven was the name of his uh, pack, his mule. <laughs> literally, literally, Keith, not a single human being on the planet knows this fact. It's fucking. <laughs> it's literally. I am the only human being. And it's, I love it. Crow, it's Leon Redbone. Oh, it's Leon. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the uh, the musician. Yeah, because she because he sings with Zoe Deschanel. Oh, well, you know, because you know, she's some... in this movie, beautiful yeah, Zoe. That's yeah. this is the introduction to Zoe Deschanel to the world. Oh no, she was in uh, Almost Famous. Was she? Yeah, she was. was she? she was the sister in Almost Famous. Well, there you go. Which I mean, she wasn't. A, she was a character. Catch the end of Jingle All the Way. 
where he finally gets the toy. He dresses like the fucking... Schwarzenegger und Sinbad. Did you see this in the theater? No, I saw it on VHS, though. You did see it, yeah, because you would be the perfect age yeah. for this, right? Oh, dude, I loved this movie. I was all over it. Absolutely. Jingle all the way. Absolutely Schwarzenegger all over it. Schwarzenegger und Sinbad, yeah. <laughs> and there's fucking uh, Hanks, uh, Rita Wilson getting a paycheck. Good for her. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Sinbad's the bad good guy. Because they're all fighting over this toy. It's got relevance to it. I mean, this oh, is yeah. like the fucking how people trample each other. Yeah, absolutely. For toys. They're you fucking know. poking fun at that. I'm, I mean, Cabbage Patch, that was... G.I. Joe's, I assume, were big when you were a kid because uh, you're near my dad's age. Yeah, and he was, yes, I was He was big. all about the big G.I. Joe's, like the big fucking... Yeah. Because mine grips. were tiny. Yeah. And they had, you could like pull on the limbs and they had little rubber bands inside of them. My toys, my favorite toys of youth, the adventure people, the adventure people, they were like a, it was like a ranger and his dog and like, a, it was like a, you know, like, like a fireman and stuff and you could put them in like an airplane and yeah. stuff and they had like, like a, a pontoon mountain, boat. Like they were going to save the two skiers yeah, yeah, on exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was kind of into like, ooh, there's adventure in the world. Like it sort of opened up my mind thinking about that. So that was yeah. my favorite toy And of if you're ever in a situation and someone's like, Oh, it's too low. <laughs> That's so disappointing. Let me do it again. Let's take it again. Let's do it like an improv sketch. Let's take it again. So yeah. ever when someone's like, yeah, it's when you get your fucking snow crew out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it, it was, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy times. Yeah. How long did those toys last? Were you good with your toys? I always uh, ruined you my know, shit. I tell you what, I remember getting the first Stretch Armstrong. I was so fucking into that thing. I ripped that thing apart. It lasted like two months, but I fucking worked that thing over. I was really into you? that. It was you got to test the limits. Yeah. And it was like there was a strength element to it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm seven years old. I'm getting strong. <laughs> Like it truly was like, yeah, I'm getting because I'm. I, I, I went to a church service in the, the National Cathedral in, in D.C. This is where George W. Bush was lying in state and stuff. I went there for a church service in 1976. I was seven years old. I had to have my Stretch Armstrong with me at church. I wasn't going to go without it. So I had to have my Stretch Armstrong. Here's what I. I, so I was a kid one when time. When you were Keith. a kid, did it just stretch or was there a pump with it? No, it just stretched. So when I jump. was a kid, yeah, Stretch Armstrong. You sh it had the original like stretchy like yeah. you pull him and then he goes back to normal. Yeah, but you could pump him and his muscles would tense up <laughs> and when you stretched it he would stay there. <laughs> So the pump was the new modern yeah. Stretch Armstrong. Interesting. They nineties up Stretch Armstrong because my my neighbor had a Stretch Armstrong and I used to love just pumping it up and then watching it like you would stretch. You could literally stretch it to this wide and then you would let the air out and it would just. <laughs> like go back to a regular doll. It, it was so. It was definitely a good. Pull it was a good toy. Stretch Armstrong. It was commercial. a good toy, right? Stretch Armstrong. Oh yeah, it was a pretty good toy. Yeah, I was into that. And, and then and then I definitely got into Star Wars characters probably when I was like ten or eleven. Uh, and I, ha I had them until I was like thirteen. I really quit playing with toys when I was thirteen years old. When I moved to Wisconsin. Which is, I think it was it coincided with that. I just I, I don't know, I had outgrown them. Other things were interesting to me. You, the stretcher you know? toys in general. 
Just toy, yeah, toys in general. I probably I could stopped that. playing with them when I was probably thirteen. I hung around with toys for a little too long, probably. You know, I, I would say, I, you know, I, you know, yeah, that was definitely a demarcation point of maturation. If if someone was still playing with toys and they were fourteen, you were like, was "What like, the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was a little bit like, Eesh, you know. So here is the '90s Stretch Armstrong commercial for people watching. If you're just listening, this is why you need to watch. Why are you not on YouTube right now? Pause it. Go to YouTube. We're about to watch the Stretch Armstrong commercial. <laughs> Bank. It's just, it's yeah. <laughs> Abject bank. Who do you think is going to save the fucking day? He's got a superhero element. Stop. Stop, evildoers. Introducing super stretching. Super I remember this commercial. I do remember this. In the 90s? Yes, I dude, remember this. TV ads were my shit, dude. I'm a weird kid who liked commercials. Stretch Armstrong. Yes, Stretch Armstrong. Now stretching fun farther than ever before. He bends, Look at that. He stretches, even ties yeah. the knots. They but, knew how aggressive this generation was. My, 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 my <laughs> they're like, look, these kids are breaking toys. We need to make a toy where... After we watch this, let's pull up after this. After this is done in 10 seconds. Let's pull up the original Stretch Armstrong. It is so clunky looking compared to that. It is literally just like this lump of the... But it was like cutting edge technology. Well, Crow, in nine seconds, they're going to pump yeah, his exactly. ass up. Yeah, exactly. He's been doing that since he was a kid. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong from Cap Toys. Where's the pump? Here, let me find one with the pump. Okay, okay. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong, man. <laughs> Hold on, I got to go back. Oh yeah! Bank. Yeah. <laughs> we stretch your arms to save bank. the day at a bank. You know, I, I, there was some production value in that commercial. Oh, dude, they really. I wouldn't mind being the one of those commercial robbers. sold the toy. You know, absolutely. I look Vac Man. <laughs> this is the one. Okay, is it the same? Oh yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Listen, this, they're taking a different direction. So, but you could do the VAC to Stretch Armstrong as well. <laughs> That's amazing that they, they created a villain for him. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's a whole world. <laughs> I grew up in the era of, can of can canon. Of like building worlds, world building. Yeah, yeah. Now it definitely. was all in the name of making an aggressive amount of money. Yeah, well, but yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it gave me an imagination. Yeah, I think there's some value to that. Yeah, toys are necessary. You know, oh yeah, play is necessary. Yeah, play is necessary. Uh, they say good performers. It, it, it's that same part of them when they were playing when they were seven years old. Like a good performer, they feel like they're playing when they're thirty and performing or something. You know, it's like the, it comes from that same place. Which doesn't yeah. that make, doesn't that make sense from the, kind of the creative oh, kernel yeah. of that? You know, it'd be Dude, that playing as a we've kid. We've all seen the first Back to the Future. We don't look at Twenty Seven Dresses is such, on again. Such a good movie. Twenty Seven Dresses. Let's see what Spangoolie's uh, got uh, to honestly, offer. Honestly, th th that movie offended me. Like I was offended at that. Like as some people would be. We, offended and we didn't by even watch the whole thing. How does that make you well, feel? Well, There's the more to that it, movie. Oh my god! It's just like. Women are smarter than that, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Well, that's why you'd I like closer. That's why I, you know. That's God. why you'd like closer because it's about people being deceptive to their partners. Where you're like, that's reality. Well, yeah, it is. You know that that's what some people. You know, they. I don't like that part of it. You know, because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you are a nice guy. You know, it's like God. You know, so. see if Elf is back. 
even though I have my pissed off facade. So you, so we got more developments on you and the wire. You had started the wire last Ooh, week. I tell you what, yeah, I started. I watched the first season, but it took me about maybe three weeks to get through the first season. It's twelve episodes. Yeah, see, 12, 13. And you know, I kind of took me a few episodes to kind of get the pace of it. But I was like, yeah, this is good. You know, this, this is good detail. I mean, it's just. And it's just gotten much better. It's it's really improved. I, the second season that I'm in right now, people like I guess they think it's the weak season. I think it's been very good. Yeah, he's in I season two, which I'm I've, four episodes in. I've gone through four. I episodes. knew you'd like it though, because yeah. you're a big like. It's almost you. It's almost like in like I feel like because of the work you do, you're into like Absolutely. unions and well, also just the the it's all interrelated. It's intricately interrelated. When when you when I worked at the city, that's one of the best lessons I had of just. And I worked for a relatively functional organization, not not a great organization, probably would get a C plus if you're going to grade it, but functional enough, you know, it built yeah. enough housing uh, and how that was interrelated and intertwined with city politics and ward politics and getting one of those buildings in your ward. There was a 50 percent local hire, hiring requirement. So local laborers could come in and actually make a little bit of money on a building and have a job for a year and a half. You know, so you're like, all about some Frank Sabatka in your life. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's the union thing, but also it's it's just the police. And I've always said this and I feel it's very validating from my point of view of just, you know, the police are a catch basin for all the failed social policies ahead of them. Here. You know, so look at, look at how good that is. We've got drugs, Inc. talking about the wire, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and just. uh it, it, it is, you know, and, and you have to deal with some of those issues. You know, it's like, it's like, and I, I understand the police are fucked up and do horrific things. They're fucking bad. You know, it's not good. There's things ahead of them that need to be dealt with. You know, it's, it's just, you know, yeah, they are part of the problem, but they're also just dealing with it too, of just bad education policy and health policy and just failings across the board, you know, and it's just, and, and this is what it is, you know, it, it's just they're, they're just doing mop up work, you know, and ruining people's lives. And, and, you know, and there's a protective element element to it. But Jesus Christ, let's start to deal with some of the issues that create this. You know, it's like we're a social being, you know, there's a relationship going on that they just want to know there's no history. There's no past. There's no legacy. We're not interconnected. You know, it's See, like, you get philosophical. I'm just like, Omar kills people. Yeah, He is. And that's fun. He, what, what's interesting about that cat. He's a, he's a cool character. He's the guy you call a cat. Yeah. <laughs> that's a black guy. You call a cat. What because, up blood? <laughs> his long trench coat and his scar. That's real. That's yeah, like yeah. the actor actually has a scar. So I got a funny story about Omar now that you're involved. Yeah. So my buddy was at a McDonald's. Do you know the two floor McDonald's in Chicago? Absolutely. So he was going. There's an escalator that takes you from the dining room to the, it's the lower part where you order. Next to Hard Rock. And yeah. Stuff, right yeah. by CYSK by Timothy O'Toole's. Exactly. Um, so he's going down the escalator and two black dudes are going up it. And my buddy's hammered, so he's loose. So he looks up and he goes, Omar? Omar? And the guy who's who's with him just goes, yeah, it's him. And then they just continued going up the elevator. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, it's him. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's smart. I mean, because <laughs> that cat, his whole story is just... Uh, He's just a flat out, and he's just a criminal ripping people off. But there's a soul he's in Robin there too, Hood. you know. He's like nice Pablo Escobar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he is a, symp a sympathetic character in certain ways, you know. He he and Bubbles are the characters that I'm the most into right now, you know. I, there's here's the thing about it when I, when I think of my show, and what I've been writing, and like 
if I can achieve half of what that show is able to do writing wise, it's like I've accomplished something because it's like that show is dense. Every scene matters. Every character matters. Every interaction matters. Oh, yeah. And, and what's good. Everything's about it got too, a plan to it. And, and what's good about it, too, is that. Uh, you've watched so much television. You've watched a shitload of TV. Look at this podcast. Everyone's watched a ton of, you know, we're much smarter audiences, I think, than people because we've just watched a lot of television. So they're able to wrong foot me. I feel like they can wrong foot you in terms of directions of characters and stuff that that I, I like that. I like the fact. Where they like misdirect you? Yeah, absolutely. They, they fool me a few times, and I like that. You know, it's like, okay, they're smart. You know, it's like they're appealing to that. You know, so I, I think it's a, uh, it's a, I, I'm happy I'm into it. I, I like it. I've discovered good. it. You know, it's Got a good something show. to watch. I, yeah. I think this is the time where you go back and watch stuff that you didn't see. Like, I, I, I'm watching Narcos right now because I watched yeah. the movie Blow. Yeah. And yeah. he meets Pablo the Escobar in that. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, I got to watch Narcos now. Yeah, that was also something at well, the when time. Was that? When was that show? When was twenty seventeen? Yeah, but that was also when I was hitting shit hard. Like I was doing mics every night yep. and trying to get on shows. And I remember at the time, Todd, my roommate, was like, he watched all of Narcos in like a week, and he was a big binger. Yeah, he would binge everything. Yeah, and then I remember me just being like, no, I'm going out, I'm doing this, and then I was looking back on it through quarantine, just like. My career's nowhere. I should have just been watching TV. Like, why was I going out and doing open mics all those nights? I'm a nobody. I totally should just watch Narcos, not further my stand-up career. Well, what is what is Narco? Uh, it's, about it's about Pablo Escobar and, the, it's and like about, his it's rise about, and it's stuff. About, and... It's mostly about the cops hunting him, oh, and then yeah. also because the first episode, the first thirty minutes of the first episode is the detective taking you to the present where they're about to fucking bust him. Yeah, and then he or well to where they're on to him hard. And then in 30 minutes, he takes you through how he just was a smuggler of like stereos and paper and all that other shit. And then this random fucking dude who found the coca plants and he was the guy who figured out how to make cocaine, basically. And he knew how lucrative it was going to be. So he took it to Pablo Escobar because Pablo Escobar and then Escobar. When, when he was just a criminal, like a street thug, basically. He was a smuggler. Oh, oh, oh okay, he, where okay. He, if you needed to smuggle oh, something, just in, anything beyond just drugs. Yeah. yeah anything. He didn't yeah, touch exactly. weed. I think yeah, was yeah. the highest. He yeah. Did. Like in the late 60s. So then and he shit? takes yeah. him this leaf and was like, he takes him to the factory in the jungle. Yeah. That he was running where he was like, I'm running the factory. And then immediately Pablo Escobar is just like, well, it's my factory now. Yeah. Like he strong arms his way. He he was worth 30 billion dollars yeah. when they killed him he's the most he's the richest criminal in the history of crime yeah i believe that i mean they said whole... it's like 59 point it's almost 60 billion dollars <laughs> in today's terms <laughs> he i mean uh, you know it's a big deal when he, he he commissioned like he had his own like air force and like jeeps yeah. and had tanks and shit there's scenes of him like in, in battle on, on the streets of Colombia and stuff and he was bombing you know, in Bogota. people yeah absolutely bombs and I mean, shit and, and, and they mistakenly blew up that one plane oh, yeah. were, I mean it's like it was hardcore. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They get on it. into all of that in the on the show. God, can it's you a imagine, great show. I mean, can you imagine being that ruthless? <laughs> Where it's just like, I mean, it's that to, to survive. It's amazing, you know. Well, and even his own people were like, at at some point, you're just like, dude, you're a psychopath. Like he would oh. refuse to negotiate with the government because he thought it was a sign of weakness. And he his whole thing was like, the whole point of war is peace. Like he basically wanted the government to say, we give up. Yeah. Like you can yeah. sell cocaine and do whatever you want because yeah. he also would give to the poor and shit. Why? Well, no. He, like I, even to, to even to this day, his house, his estate is a fucking theme park. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, it's just... <laughs> I, I don't know if that's him giving back. And he would you know, murk up while you know, he's dead. When I die, I want my, he's I want my legacy to be a <laughs> no, theme park. his fans made it. You know? <laughs> like, it's a fan-made theme park. Like, God. people still like him. Well, I, I know that, yeah, that, that, that is such a perversion again it's the idea of like and that's what the republican party wants of just like we have to we have to depend on the benign the benevolence of the wealthy that that's what we should depend on that there shouldn't be a state sort of mandate here no it should just be the benign uh, the benevolence of the of the extremely wealthy it's so gross it's so gross no there needs to be a foundation there needs to be an infrastructure you know you can't just say oh you know it's good donate your time it's very important i work in that world you know, uh, and you can do it for very specific reasons and have a good positive impact. But there needs to be the state involved also. And if you don't think that, you're fooling yourself. And you're uh, that's that's the goal is ripping it all down, Keith. I don't know if you're aware so you of love, that. So, yeah. So the wire. The wire. Yeah. It's Well, that's why I like it because I can go off on tangents like that of just. How do you so pay attention to the episode if that's how you just you're just like you go off into your own thing? The no, whole no, time. no, no, no. What do you I have do? to pause it? Sometimes? I have to pause oh, a lot because it's just like I have to stop and like. Holy shit, that reminds me so much of bada bada this situation I had to deal with. That's just, hilarious. You know, and, That's so adult and hilarious. And, and then I'm like, okay, I got to go back to because it's just, it's so good. That's why the first season <laughs> took you three weeks. Yeah, but now, now I've dived into the second season. So I've watched probably six episodes in the past five days, which for me is binging, you know? Oh, yeah. It's a thing I, I go to bed to. It's great. I think it's, I mean, you know. I could see how it kind of relaxes you to sleep if you need it to. Yeah, you know, it, it's, but it's so fucking smart. It's so smart. And I, from a writing point of view, I mean, that's why I, I, I want to fashion myself a writer. And I look at that as being like the gold standard. Deadwood was very good, too. Yeah. The writing on Deadwood is excellent. It was excellent. You know, that era of HBO, totally. I mean, am I late to the party with The Wire? I mean, I, I'm glad I discovered it, you know? No. Do you think it's still relevant in people's minds? Like, if you if well, you drop The Wire, are they going to be like, okay, yeah, that's a good show? Or are they going to think Oh, absolutely, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people are going to think you're, a gr- like, of an course. An old like man? With the f- not an old man, but of just, like. Yeah. It's, it's obvious. It's like, yeah, it's like saying Scorsese is the best. They're just like, yeah, The Wire is a good show. Like, yeah, yeah, but but it's also. Because it's, that's, it's either people can't believe you haven't seen it, or yeah. they're so young that they're like, what's The Wire? Yeah, yeah. Because People know the show Power. It's a it's a smart show. It's it's well thought out. Running a city is a pain in the ass. As well, when I, when I worked at the city of Chicago, the first two years I worked at the Department of Housing, I, I didn't realize just the the glacial like process of the bureaucracy to make something happen to make yep. it work. Boring. Uh, well, no, no. People could say it's boring. I, I actually found it very interesting. I found the process very interesting because you just had so many different steps you had to go through and there were sort of calculations that had be had to be made during oh, those steps. You I know? hate steps, Crocious. So it, it is, uh, and, and then when you actually succeeded and, and got something done, there was a sense of accomplishment. Like I, I got a validation Dude, I had to take that, an you know? hour of sexual harassment training at work and it was so arduous and boring because <laughs> it was an hour of basically the same thing in 18 different scenarios. Just be nice is essentially it. <laughs> Don't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they probably then, dumb it down to you. Well, too, no, man. but then they also have to modernize it up a little bit because I remember when I would see work videos, they would specifically like no inner office mingling. <clears throat> but now they openly say you can fuck your employees as long as it's consensual. Like, like we we're not trying to stop you having a relationship because I've had several work relationships. And then they get into like, if a coworker hits on you and you turn her or him down and then she or he gets you fired 
like that's she is the one harassing you it's because it's a, she got you fired you didn't do anything wrong um and then they even openly say they were like you know if someone's mad at you they can get you in trouble like they could it's all yeah. it's all judgment based yeah it, it is and there was a lot of gender stuff a lot of like if someone if someone looks male and is a female like basically like a don't ask type of thing like like scenarios of like a lesbian who looks more male they're constantly asking me at work like if i'm and like it's just shit about that of like what's appropriate when you're when you genuinely have questions about stuff like that what what, what is this what it's a harassment training oh, video oh, harassment training video. okay okay yeah. interesting were you okay. not listening to me no i was listening I'm to kidding. you but, I, no, but I, I wanted to make sure i was clear on what it was because yeah. i'm just like trying to follow the logic of it but i i think i hear what you're saying it's just a lot of, of it was a lot of gender well, it makes me think about when when I I've hooked up at work before, and it's a very delicate thing to do. You have to be, and frankly, you have to be very tight-lipped about it for several months, I believe, until you can actually make it be known. Like that, you know? like it was known at my at IFF when I was dating Candace for the last nine months. We were when I was working working with her and, and dating her. You know, it was like everyone knew at work. You know, so it was like it wasn't the first relationship. A lot of relationships started yeah. there. Could they you know? not believe it? Were they like Jesus Christ, Adam? Look no, at no, you. No, no, they were. They were. No, they were. They, people were cool about it. Actually, people were no, cool I'm about st- it. I'm just saying, yeah. like, oh, Adam. Like, were they shocked it was you? No. Were there? I'm saying, were there other hot guys at the office? No. Were, like, you were even you. Were you like, oh, you're picking me? <laughs> you're picking me over yeah, yeah, Dale oh, or whatever man, the fuck? She, yeah. Yeah. God. Well, no, I mean, it, it just, uh, it was interesting. That wasn't it. She had just moved to the city and she was looking for a relationship, you know, and she chose me and uh, it did not work out. And she's, uh, yeah. has a lot of resentments towards me, which uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> Still to this it. day. I haven't seen you've, her in years, looked. but, uh, but I, I, when I saw her years afterwards, I, I went back there <laughs> when, when I was doing uh, consulting, I went back there and worked like four years after we broke up and it was totally awkward. Here's another, some yeah. romantic drama shit. This is Save the Last Dance. Unresolved. She's about a little white girl who's like a ballet dancer and she learns how to hip hop dance and then develops a relationship with this guy. Th- this came out like in 98. No, right? like 2000 ish. No, Let me see. Cause she, she looks very young there. No, I. This is two thousand and one. I think two thousand and one was a big year. Yeah, for, yeah. For <laughs> September eleventh, and well, just like a lot of rom coms came out. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Two thousand and one, January twelfth, two thousand and one. Wow, you're right. Because this I, is you're not like how you know your football stats from the seventies. You're not going to play with me with yeah, when movies true. from the two thousands <laughs> came out. Like ba- these were. I, I remember even watching these. About pre- these movies. I remember watching these trailers on. Like I, this is MTV era to a fucking T. Yeah, this to me though. And then O O came out shortly after this with with both of them. I think they were both in O again, where it was like a a hip hop version of Othello. Oh, yeah, that that dance thing. Yeah, exactly. No, this is the dance thing. Othello was about basketball. Okay. (laughs) Oh, the the, the remake was just called O. Because I think they flipped it a little oh, bit. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. You know, I've never, I've never all the way seen Save the Last Dance. I wasn't into this. Like, I remember as a kid, I openly shredded people who like. Well, because it's about dancing, you know. You're not. Yeah, be I'm not a that. big dance you know, guy. I don't like dirty dancing. It's just you know. What are the? I hate you're, Footloose. Footloose is an like awful. Like myself, you're a heterosexual dork. Do you <laughs> like Footloose? I, I have a bad memory. Can I tell you a Footloose story? Yeah. Okay, Footloose. Footloose saw it in the theater, 
1984, Kevin Bacon. My introduction to Kevin Bacon. Uh, I, I don't recall him from Animal House. So I, I go to... Uh, well, you know him from Friday the 13th. No, I didn't even know him from that because I hadn't seen really? him. Really? Yeah, so it was 1984. Kevin Bacon, Footloose. Go there with my mom, my stepfather, my, my brother. The four of us go to it. And my mom was a person when she went to the theater, if someone was like talking... She would tell them to be quiet oh, in the theater. Nicely, though? No. Shh. Oh, I hate that. Shh. I hate even doing you doing it in the mic. I you hate know, it. You know? And, and so she would do that. And uh, this dude turned around and said, shut up, you fucking bitch. You know? Hey, you know what? I'm and, sorry, and, Crow. I love your mom, but fuck yeah. And, and my brother got involved and like he had to sort of like, you know, get, and, and it, it was kind of an incident that ended up in tears. I Not love that me. we're telling this me. story to love making. The white race is under attack. That's all I have to say. Well, yeah, he's attacking the liberal it with his media. Penis. The liberal media—they're in Chicago. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. The liberal media is ramrodding this interracial. That was controversial in 1968. Oh, I'm sure. Well, in 2001, this was con- not controversial, but there were definitely people who rolled their eyes of like, "Oh, sure, she'd get with him." <laughs> yeah, she probably would. He's got a huge long schlong. <laughs> His boys sell drugs. They got money. They got Chris Red. Fucking yeah, they do. They absolutely. That's not Chris Red. Chris Red. That was, cat right there. Chris though. Red was nine years old when this movie came out. <laughs> he was a little older. He's a little older than me, so he might have been in high school. He's a fucking he's a star. He was discovered quickly. He's on the west side. Right? Hell no. This ain't about no honeys. I know what it's about. The fools we stomped at steps. Hit my corner four strong last week. I gotta handle myself. Man, you slide out that side of town, they're gonna handle you. They could bring. I got my heat. There you go. Got his heat. All about that gun. It's a really small gun. <laughs> that look like kind of There's weird no shot. bump stock on it. You could tell this was made by a liberal. <laughs> exactly. They didn't have the right way out. Yeah, exactly. The true right weapon. The true additions you make. You, you got a better looking gun than that, right? Couldn't I clearly you? saw a yeah, serial number. <laughs> this is not That's hilarious. correct. But, uh, so Keith, that that is, uh, that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> what what else happened? Edward Scissorhands. We've been watching well, a lot yeah, of Christmas movies. But again, yeah, yeah, that's good. But yeah, I was, it's with The Wire. I'm sorry, I apologize. Oh, no, it's fine. The Wire, I just, uh. I, I'm four episodes into the second season. And I'm glad dense. you like it, though, because you're definitely the type of guy, I think, that if you don't like something, you're just like, oh, you know, I'll, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I really was worried that you were not going to dig the second season and just be like, oh, I'll watch it later and then just never watch it. again. No, no, no. It, it's I, I got into it. I, I can tell I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Good. episode tonight. I'll watch a couple tomorrow. Too. Jesus Christ, you know? dude. We got mad crime happening. You know, we got some mad crime happening well, outside. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's a you know, it's just it's it's a realistic slice of. I'll tell you what I. I'll tell you what I watched last night. Crow is I watched the for the first time ever. Taylor Swift played her album with the people she made it with over COVID because they made a quarantine album where they all had to make it. And Disney Plus put out this thing. It was so dramatic. And like, I don't mind Taylor Swift. I, I don't like her as a person. Yeah. I think she's a completely f- fabricated human being. And yeah. it's to an annoying degree. Yeah. Where, like, she hits those trends just yeah. when they fucking... Yeah. Uh, but it was an interesting documentary. But they drop... Like, they go over her making the album over, like, Skype and shit like that. And then it's like, they have never played this album together. 
until now. Oh God, I know. They're and just, then they play the. They're album. walking a tightrope, but the one it's a thing tightrope. The one performers. thing I don't that I laughed at the whole time is in between the songs because it's like twelve tracks and it's a decent album. Like yeah. it's like a it's more guitar-y. It's not like a pop album. Yeah. Um. Here we go. They fucking have. Oh yeah, the shootout that had those shootouts that happen in Chicago all the time. You know. This is not broad daylight shit. It happens at night. <laughs> you know, no, there's just, there's some broad daylight. But they do those yeah, scenes yeah. in between songs where yeah. they talk about it. They have wine in their hands and they wax intellectual. <laughs> they sit like this with their legs fucking. <laughs> like we're not, sitting right now. Yeah. I don't sit like that. My balls hurt right now. I can't sit like that. I can't. That is how women sit. Well, I, I can. I can do this. man. Yeah. You know? Bob Palo sat like that. <laughs> That was where if you sat like that, that as a kid, you make yeah. you got made fun of. Oh, I remember that as a kid. Absolutely, made fun of that. yeah, absolutely. That is how people yeah. with vaginas cross their legs. That's what they would say. You know? uh, I'm physically in pain I do right this now. One. I'm physically in pain. I have to do it. <laughs> so no, we're talking about this. But they're Ooh. doing that. But it, it, that's what is where they're just like, you know, I was just thinking about greed when I wrote this song and but like all the songs uh, like, sound the same like they all they're good but like they all it's just funny it's Taylor musicians? Swift and the who? dude the drummer from the national co-wrote it with her do you know who the national is no they're like a really like their music is basically like it's like a revamp of like 80s rock type of thing course um quit romanticizing and it's also that time made period. stop it crow okay there was some good music in the 80s <laughs> there, i know there was but it's not the music they're, that they're doing right yes now. it is uh, the, the I, national I, is like fucking uh what's that it's like joy division okay i hate uh, okay. it now i yeah, hate yeah, the no, national okay no let, let's go into it though. i want to hear who else is on. so it's him and then it's the fucking do you know who jack antonoff is he dated fucking oh, uh yeah. he dated uh the girl from girls the fucking that lena dunham lena dunham oh, and then he's in the band God. fun fun's good uh he's God. an indie guy he's one of the, but she made it with indie musicians yeah. is basically what i'm saying because she was you know she's spreading the wealth man yeah you know? she, but they she's do maintaining integrity too but they have know? to do that like and it's totally like not even on them you can tell disney was like hey fucking talk about the songs sit there and drink wine and let's get footage of you it's just i was thinking about greed and how women oh. are powerful but not powerful and then I wrote a song that sounds like the other nine songs on the is album. Is that when they talk about? Is that, is that that's what it's you? It's in between every song. Are you they serious? Have so like they actually a, wax and they talk about that. They actually say that. Yeah, I thought that you're making that up. No, they at one point do she does say one of the songs are about greed. Wow. I now I wow. get how if you're really in tune with writing songs, you probably do. But like, I it's just maybe how I'm disconnected from it because she's just like I heard you sent me that beat and I was just like oh my god this is about this is about athleticism. And then I'm just like, how? It sounds like the not the other eleven songs on the album. Like, how is this any different? I know, I know. Aside from the lyrics, I know. It's but they probably have to like give it that backstory to make it seem like it's a more you know interesting experience. Or when you at listen some point, it, you know, the way they try and repackage. Because I get usually an album is written over like a universal feeling. Like yeah. I was going through this when I wrote the album, yeah, so all absolutely. the songs are kind of about this. And you could tell they try and mix it up, but at the end of the day, the album is just about like they were all bummed because they were alone yeah. for, over quarantine. <laughs> and then like at some, she was just like, I was just thinking about like 
being a champion because I had just watched The Last Dance or something like that. But you just hear in that songwriter head of just how songwriters take everything so goddamn seriously. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and take them, including themselves. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. It's But it's a good album. But I just laughed at the, you can tell Disney Plus made them like, can you talk about every single song in between? Like, give us the origin of every song. And you can tell at some point, even Taylor Swift was like, guys. It's all about the same shit. Like, I don't have a specific story for every fucking song. It's not a concept album. One know? thing I did laugh at, she goes, they talk about uh, the fifth track is coming up. And she goes, when you sent this to me, I knew it was track five. The second I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, this is track five. Because you just know that Because you just know it's like, track yeah, five, yeah, man. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, God. That sounds... <laughs> it's so good. sounds funny, though. It sounds it's funny. so pretentious and yes. hilarious. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Sounds but it's good. decent. Like, again, I'm not shitting. It's a good album. Taylor Swift. That's where people turn music off. Huh? Track five is a pivotal point because that's where people start turning music yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. They have to listen to it. You got to catch them with that song. Yeah. And I, you she know. finally, you could tell her, you could see her... Uh, coming to grips with doing this because she didn't tell her record her record company that she was doing this she just made this album with the dude from the national yeah because she always writes songs with jack antonoff yeah fucking that's her fucking that's her 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 girlfriend uh he's one of those straight not straight like you don't know but he crushes puss but like he's probably slurbed off a couple dongs in his day uh but so, but she. Anyone who dates Lena Dunham out, is not but cool. But early on in the album, she's like, and I freaked out because there's no hits. Like she didn't like specify. Like usually when you write a pop album, you go in with like this is the hit, and then I'm gonna do twelve other yeah, songs yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah. And you just see her freaking out at being like in a band, where she was just like, I was freaking out because I didn't tell my record company about it until the week before I released it. I thought they were gonna fire me, uh, and I there was no there's no singles on the album. You've got such artistic credibility now don't you you know what i mean i think like, i that, said just, i think i specifically made the same joke i was yeah. just like i was just like oh she's a real Ooh, fucking musician know, now aren't babe. you <laughs> got you actually she literally hits every trend at literally the every perfect moment perfect so moment some algorithm has figured that out there's something going on there where they just know how to market her well no she, it's with, not even them i she probably has a good brain where she was like yep. i'm in quarantine i'm gonna make a bare bones record yeah and i and i'll be indie but she thinks very marketedly. Like she, yeah. the yeah. one, the one yeah. thing she got ripped up for is she made all this LGBT shit like merch, and then she released it the first day Pride Month hit. She just like tried to organically work in about guys. I'm I'm finally free from the shackles of the entertainment industry, <laughs> and now I'm speaking my piece. I love gay people. Buy my merch, and everybody was just like, "You are a fucking." <laughs> sales whore well, yeah you're an opportunist yeah so you're an opportunist you know which is i respect this it. country is built on that i respect you know? it and it's it's a it's a slippery slope uh we have a certain person in the white house right now that yeah but then if stole you the election i criticize it though but it worked because if you look back at her career she's got a very eclectic career she yeah. started out as like a teeny bop country half country half teeny bopper like yeah. i'm hot but i was a loser in high school wink wink you were not a loser in high school. You just felt like a loser. Yeah. And then she totally was like, I'm going full on fucking pop star. Wrote a song where she said the old fucking, the old Taylor Swift is dead. Yeah. And then the next album, old Taylor was back. Yeah. 
and then she loved gay people. Yeah. And then now she's an indie star. Yeah. With fucking butt fingering Drasner from the National. <laughs> Put and knuckle they, in. And Put even the knuckle in. <laughs> and even that's a strategic pick because of he's course. like, because he sits like that. He's across sitting. He's all fruity and shit. <laughs> He's not like a macho indie rocker. Yeah, yeah. Bone of pops in at some point. From from Eau Claire. He still lives in Eau Claire. From he Eau does Claire. his part from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Yeah. He, he's that's where I went to high school. Uh, I could see that area. And even he's pretty, we were talking about monikers because his name is like Justin something, but he's Bone of Yeah, yeah. Because you know. Bone of it's now it's a band. Yeah. But like that was a moniker at first. Well, well didn't they have like don't they have like a music festival that a lot of re- reputable acts go to yeah. in northwestern Wisconsin? Yeah, yeah, like hipsters. He's from never that left. Part. He born bred, got famous, and never left. Though he probably has a cabin in the woods. Yeah, I I, I wonder what high school he went to. You know, if he went to Memorial, Oakley Memorial, I, I wonder if he was associated. with That's the, another thing, Crow. Is you like when you were a kid, you couldn't find these things out. Of course. Now of course I can not. just put in Bon Iver High School. You know, it was Oakley Memorial, Oakley North, or Regis, or maybe he went to one of the like Altoona. You know, he went to Memorial High School in Oakley. Uh, do you know what high school I graduated from? Oh, you went to Memorial. Yes, I graduated from Memorial. His name is Justin Vernon. He was born in 1981. Jesus. So he was there. He was there when I was there. Yeah, you probably fucking knew a relative. He probably yeah. rang up your groceries. No, he was. I was. I was. He was six years old when I left. Okay, yeah, I knew he went to Memorial because Memorial was like the smart kid school. <laughs> it was still a lot of rednecks. We had a smokers' corner for Christ's sake. You know, we had a very accomplished shop program. You know, I mean, we definitely had industrial arts kids, which is like. He, I don't get it. Like, put me he in met that. his first bandmates from the high school Wisconsin jazz camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a guy Jeff Keezer that was a year younger than me, who was an accomplished jazz musician, whose father uh, taught uh, music at the at the university. This there. motherfucker even went to the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire. He went to he was a blue he gold. went to college in Eau Claire. Yeah, it's that's I, a level of depression that I will never fucking traipse on. <laughs> That is such a level of despair that you just like, I want to live in the woods <laughs> forever. <laughs> Never left. Are you fucking serious, dude? Yeah. He went to North Carolina for a bit and then he broke up with his girlfriend and went back to Eau Claire. Oh, even North Carolina's nothing. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't go to Minneapolis, St. Paul. The hipster kids up there, the fact that I went to Chicago, that was also a conscious choice to get truly away from my high school. Bonavera seems like the guy that if you walked if you approached him too fast he would go yeah 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 exactly yeah. he would cut he would shroud himself because he shows a, up man well because he's constantly battling crow <laughs> emotional battles what well, he uh <laughs> with uh because eau claire was like that was the intelligent kid school but it was completely like we were the snobs of our conference like beating oak but we were also pretty good in sports too like we were definitely one of the elite schools of the big rivers conference. Trying to, i'm trying to order weed I pods as i do this but i keep <laughs> I'll have, that, do, I'll have to do that during the break. Are you ready to approach a break here yeah, soon? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm getting All a few right. texts here, but yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's, we, we've touched on a lot of stuff. It's good though. It's yeah. a good thing. I'm know? trying to keep it TV themed. Yeah. Also what I want to do, and we'll, we'll get into See, this in the next segment. she's down with the hood, man. She's changing oh, getting diapers. in with the hood. What I want to start know? working into, and we'll do, try this with the next segment. I want to start straight up Googling news 
topics based on what we're watching. So whatever we're watching, I'll fucking Google it, hit news, and then whatever comes up. Like just the idea of literally talking about the world through what's on television. Like I'll Google what's on television and then just hit news. And see what pops and up. And see what comes up. Like okay. we'll put an interracial fucking love. Love. Okay, boom. And yeah. see what comes up. Just a quick test and then we'll go to break on that. Exactly. Makes sense. Julia Stiles. She had a little bit of a career. She had a career, right? Is that, is, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. She's one of those people who's kind of out of the limelight. Yeah. And a lot of people think she's all poor. You'll see those fake articles of like, I saw Julia Stiles working the counter at CVS. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not her. Yeah. She's yeah. doing fine. She was yeah. in that movie about the strippers with J-Lo. Oh, she's yeah. She's doing great. She's yeah, doing absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hustlers. You know, I, I kind of liked Hustlers. I kind of liked it. First, I, first thing, for interracial couples, Kamala Harris and Doug Emhoff are a monumental symbol. Yep. Because she's got a white boyfriend. It is uh, back in the day. Many commercials feature interracial couples. This is from 2013. <laughs> well, that Dude, was Cherry Bomb, thing. the fucking John Kellum Mellencamp music video. Cherry Bomb. That's an interracial couple dancing in front of a jukebox. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry Bomb is the fucking jam. Dude. What year was that, man? Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Outside the club. Cherry Bomb. Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah, Mellencamp. I remember he was John Cougar. Yeah, I don't remember the Cougar era. Look at that fucking hair. 1987, the year I was born. Lonesome Jubilee, the name of the album. That's got Jack and that's got everything on it. You, I, he was one of those guys where I thought he had, yeah, like one album with a bunch of hits, but he had like four records in a row that were like the shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wedded vages everywhere in the Midwest. All right, we're gonna approach a break here. <laughs> All right, man. See you here on the other side of some pretend commercials. Keith Pazel's podcast. Yep. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again, right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with a deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. I mean, what are you saying? I'm just saying that I'm confused. That's all that I'm saying. Confused about what? Me? All right. We're here. We got We're a back. big got a big big second half. We're Look back. at you. Yeah. Thumbs and up. Thumb that's a, another reason why you need to watch the video feed. <laughs> Crows thumbs upping people. Yeah, exactly. You know, Turn interacting over. with the students. I got to grease this arm up. <laughs> you got to grease the local politicians. Who's grease. your bag Holy man? Shit. We're going to meet you. You know that flea bag hotel over there on Lincoln? running a squeaky operation here i didn't I, realize I that don't, i don't know what accent that was so we got a big that was boxer Bo that was boxer Bo trainer Bo Tra Mick. 
That was your speaking Mick. You're gonna, not the not the Irish slur. You're gonna the, you're gonna crap lightning. No, you're gonna you're eat lightning boxer crap trainer. thunder. Yeah, I remember my brother liked that line. So yeah. That's where Sting. Yeah, all that shit. Hey, listen, Burgess Meredith did a good job in that. He was great. He was great as the I fucking mean, penguin. He was also great as the grumpy as the old man and grumpier old men. Yeah, he was like the old grandpa. He was deemed the he was deemed older than fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he was way than Jack Lemon and fucking. Yeah, he was deemed older than yeah. them. <laughs> he was Jack Lemon's dad. No, yeah, he was Jack Lemon's dad in uh, grumpier old men and literally just on death's door. Well, his whole character was that how he's so old and everyone else died and was healthy. Yeah, he ate bacon every day of his life. <laughs> you know what I did? I'll tell you what I did. He said the doctor said I should have taken a dirt nap, like thirty years ago. He said, but every year I keep getting older and they keep dying. It's a great scene. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He goes on about it's a good thing about bacon. Hey, listen, Bruce I had Mer- eight Bruce strips Mer- of bacon. Bruce Meredith is 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 a good actor. Yeah, totally. He was in good Twilight Zone episodes. He's also know? one of those actors that like wasn't a comedian, but he was on like the Jerry the the roasts. They let Burgess Meredith do the roasts. <laughs> you know, go Frank. up there and you you fucking raz Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> those are the roasts that I like. They are not woke roasts. But no, uh, they would call people Chinky McChinkerson <laughs> and stuff like that. But with <laughs> not well, woke at all. Yeah, I mean Rickles, man. Rickles was. I mean. I love the Italians. They'll sing an opera while they're stabbing you in the chest. That was one of his lines for, you know. He got real. I read a good book about how he started out very acerbic and sharp. And then as he got more USS or like he would do the fucking war shows. USO shows. And as he got more involved with that. Rickles. Yeah. He got more. He wouldn't like he would like make fun of the president's golf swings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like where before yeah. he would really get in and make like <laughs> yeah. deep cut jokes. And then they were like, he kind of sold out and would like soften up and wouldn't make fun of the president. So Rickles like still that. didn't, I would think cause he was real conservative. He was very towards the end yeah. of his life. Rickles was very pro war. Yeah. And Republican. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, he became an old man. Yeah. You know, uh, that will never happen to me. I, I know that for a fact. And you know something? I take a pride in that. That's my definition. That you're never going to be a repub? Never. Never. Yeah. I, I, I remember hearing that quote. It was I, never attractive. They're not cool. They don't have parties. They wear like, you got to have your shirt all tucked in. <laughs> not for that. Exactly. I was, uh, I, 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 I'm just happy that I, that I was aware enough. It's part of my integrity of who I am, of what I was when I was younger. I remember when I was in college, there's a quote. I think Churchill has a quote. If you're, what is, if, you're, if you're not liberal at 20, you have no heart. And if you're not conservative at 40, you have no brain. Yeah. You know, and I remember just being like, no. And you know something? Uh, I am more informed than I've ever been. I feel more aware. I, I have a, a trade in this world. I've tried to make a difference in what I've done, you know. Uh, it's through the corporatocracy. There's no doubt about it. It's a it's a fucking tax program that I work with. But uh, you know, my politics are still pretty left wing. They're they're very left wing. So here's what and, we're and gonna I, and do. I'm proud of that. There you go. I'm proud of that. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Awesome. I'm really looking so. forward to this. Oh, we've been talking about this, people. We've been talking about this. It's a Kentucky Fried Chicken trailer. Is there is a series? No, on this is going to be a lifetime movie. KFC, Jesus. KFC paid for this movie. This is product placement and TV drama. This is huge. Th- that is. I don't think this has ever been done before. This is. So oh. it's it's called a recipe for seduction. 
Well, it's Lifetime. It's got to have a little romance. Yeah. What is it? I mean, it's just Colonel be, uh, Sanders and uh, Colonel Sanders is played by none other than Mario <laughs> Lopez. That's okay. how much diversity casting has hit at the cheesiest levels. <laughs> Is they're even almost making fun of it, where oh, they're actually, like, "Who are we going to get to play a white Southern man?" Mario Lopez. <laughs> you might as well get Don Cheadle to play it. I tell you what, I promise myself, I want to sit through and just watch it in silence. Okay, I'm going to try okay. to do that. I'm going to try and do it because I got a feeling this is going to be really good. It's a minute and twenty one seconds. I, I think it's going to be really. It's going to be tough for me to, to, to keep my doing? mouth shut. A lifetime original mini movie. You don't answer my proposal. And now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harley. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harley claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe. That's Martin Morrow. That's Martin Morrow, that's yeah. That's Martin Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's getting a, he's getting a speaking part in this? That is, I couldn't, I couldn't keep I couldn't keep quiet. I couldn't keep. I yeah, because I, it, it's, go I couldn't. To it. This is unbelievable. I'm. Is this like dumb? He's as got a, a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Th Crow. This is a comedy, right? No. Is this a comedy? <clears throat> no. Crocious. How is this not a comedy? Crocious. They're going to make your show. They if, have to make your show. If this is being made, they have to make your show. Jesus Christ. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. Take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. That cannot be an actual movie. It's an actual movie. That they cannot. It's got to be. It's, it's like one of those Sharknado movies. No. Right? You know, I mean, this is a goof. No. This is a goof what they're doing. No. That, that, that cannot be serious. Nope. It's 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 a hundred percent serious. We're gonna watch it again. We're gonna watch it again. We're gonna watch. I, I have to watch this again. It's a mini movie. My proposal, and now you're not answering my call. What time frame is this supposed to be? Is this the rise of Whatever, Colonel Sanders? Jessica is falling. Whatever the Menendez brothers was in, that's what I would. That's I see the Menendez brothers when I see. What it. is he wearing? That's gonna change the world. Here comes Martin. Some secret. Hey, that's mind blowing. Canceled actor, comedian, Martin Morrow. He was going to put me up. I could have gone up this summer once. I, I didn't Mom, want to go up there. I have up to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great... That's the page 60. Hold on. Let's get a clean one for the for a drop. I okay. promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. When, well, Mom, I have to tell you I something. I want to get a clean chicken man for the... Secrets out, chicken man. All right. That's a drop. God, that's amazing. So he ends up tied up him? at some point. Is it because he's having a love affair too? Uh, yeah. This is so they're going to go on. after the love. They're going after his heart and the recipe. Come on, they, they know this is tongue in cheek. They, they they know this is dude. They cannot take this. It seriously. got made. That this is amazing. All right. I mean, it's literally a Kentucky Fried Chicken movie. Like, the, remember the, the Kentucky Fried movie? <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. Uh, it is the people who did Airplane. It's really dated. It's funny. There's some funny lines in it. There's some really racist jokes. Like they're talking about the oil crisis, and one of the ways to solve the oil crisis is to extract the grease from all Italians' combs. 
Like, in order to solve the oil crisis of the late 70s, we've gathered all the combs from all the Italians. So this is a Washington Post it's article. A fucking racist joke. It's, it's hilarious. Okay, so that's this is going to be a 15-minute movie. It's making a 15-minute mini-movie that's airing on Lifetime this Sunday. Starring Mario Lopez, a private chef working for a family whose adult daughter has ditched her fiancé for Sanders and his plentiful tender drumsticks. So it's literally like they're literally selling. They're selling a product, obviously, with this. Oh yeah. So this is hundred percent. So, oh, so so this is like a short mini. Okay, this is like a, uh, it's a, a 15, thriller. It's like thriller. It's a fifteen minute movie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, John Landis is probably directing it. <laughs> I need some money. Yeah. <laughs> My kid. Oh, his kid's a fucking pure rapist. Yeah. Is, isn't he kind of a fuck up? Yeah. He had a whole inner circle that he was trying to like groom broads, like a, a uh, really an intellectual group that like you had to be an it. It was like a, a modern rat pack type of thing, but it was way bigger. Like they just would we would be creative together and we fucking write screenplays and fucking like grope an artist colony grope women. Oh, yeah. you're so open, aren't you? You know. Doesn't appear. I think it's. I mean, it's clearly they're skewing like reality. Yeah, yeah. And they know exactly. they're doing it like they're. But it's still like this isn't a ploy. Like it's gonna. It's a real movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, apps. Yeah. They're, well, they're trying to play it off like that, but it's. That, but is li- Lifetime knows that they're parroting themselves by doing this. Lifetime must be self aware enough to to know. Okay, this is yeah. what we like to now. These- I don't know if KFC knows that. <laughs> It's it's I don't know. That was pretty. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Well, now I, I just figured that would make you feel confident of knowing like they got to make your well, show. Come on. The, it's got to happen. They know this is tongue in cheek. I mean, they're, they're not taking the product too seriously. You know, they, what I'm trying to do is a drama drama D a little more drama, you know, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it, uh, it plays out. Uh, we got to get some people to read the damn thing, which I hope is going to happen so we so got uh maybe the, it's going to be terrible I don't know. who knows man yeah we got a uh the next installment here of the hit the hit uh segment yeah where i show you a rom-com and i figure <sighs> we change things up a little bit God. i'm gonna we're gonna go more uh urban for this one urban i like that euphemism urban right <laughs> <laughs> there we go it's urban. I always like when they say that for like <laughs> urban some, comic or yeah, or like they grew up in the suburbs. They're not urban. When I did the comedy festival in 01, they had the different categories. I was a new faces guy and they also had the urban category. It was called urban. And yeah. They're, they're cheap little like uh, pamphlets they had. They're uh, Oh, what the God. fuck? I, I, I managed that poorly. Oh, Keith, I made some mistakes at different points in my career. What, you didn't today. do? You could have been an urban comic? <laughs> I was going to go in blackface, and they wouldn't allow me. I mean, well, come on. Wait, listen, I'm an artist. I should be allowed to do this. <laughs> I'm things. an artist. You know? I mean, uh, listen, do you not get the, the 18 degrees of irony? No, it's just weird what you're doing, you know? <laughs> All right, let's try they it They just again. don't get me. It's because it's what you're giving is not gettable. It's not, you know, People aren't getting it because it's bad. You know, that's the reason why. They just don't understand me. Well, it's, you know, it's because you don't have a refined voice and you haven't worked at the craft enough and you haven't <clears throat> wrote many jokes and you're not willing to go up on stage and, and make mistakes and you're not, you're still in your head. You can't get over the fact that you're on stage. You so we start. got two can play that game here. This is Vivica A. Fox at her height. Ooh. We're still in 2001. This came out in 2001 as well. Wow. Just on the other side of the tracks, as they would say. So we got Vivica A. Fox, who plays a successful businesswoman. She's Obby. always successful. Obvi. Um, this is kind of like when Stella got her groove back. Remember that? 
No. <laughs> what was it freezing up on me? Is Netflix eating ass again? It is. Two can play that game. Okay, there we A go. successful ad executive who believes she's I wanna, she's in a relationship. Ex, she who oh, believes she, she's a relationship she, expert. Boy, you have terrible eyes. No, I, I can't. I can't finds see her tr- uh, tricks and tactics tested when she dates a charming attorney. Ooh, the sparks are gonna fly. Two can yeah, play at that. Takes game. place in Los Angeles. You're gonna see. Oh, yeah. Several sites that you're aware of. There we go. L.A. romance. God. Boo. Carol, you know you need to kick it to the curb. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't don't cry, Karen. Karen. Karen, look, don't move, sweetie. I'll be right there. She break. It's a break the fourth wall movie. Oh, she's going to look. She looks at you. Looks at the camera. Every time. Oh, hey. Sorry I'm a little pissed off right now, but my best friend Karen is having me in trouble. Miss Smith, Tracy Johnson's online, too. She's a pretty so woman, but my God, that makeup, now. they just gooped it on. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Tracy, another one of my girlfriends. Man trouble, too. <laughs> Seems like every woman I know is having man trouble. There you go. There you go. Have you ever noticed around spring, say, early summer, men start to act up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Smelling their muss. Mm-hmm. They're up in the wintertime as they want to get that indoor activity going. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the season breaks, I love a good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always nice. She's it's making a good. point. She's yeah. emphasizing a point. Emphasizing the breakup season, the time of year when women start wearing little mini skirts and skimpy clothes. Letting there you go. Hang all out, causing <laughs> men to lose their damn mind. White girls. <laughs> White girls. <laughs> Time of year when I have to counsel all of my girlfriends on how to keep their no. She has no ass. Able to say no, men in line. Black them with no. I don't know about that. I think she's you know, there's something there. Maybe it's not a flattering pair of pants. It's amazing. <laughs> what can do. It's amazing. She's full of herself. This character. Oh yeah, no. She, that's the whole point. She's very cocky. She's guiding her friends along through life, telling them who to date, who not to date. Yeah, don't. You have the kid from Adam's Family playing a gay guy. Introduction of a gay character in the office. That's Martin Morrow that, back there. <laughs> that was Martin Morrow of his time. Yeah. Girl! Like, he's whistling at her and shit. He's checking her out. The, 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 the working class dude, you know? The, the. It's a Mark Brown film, so you know it's going to be good. What else has he done? I have no idea. I've never heard of him <laughs> until I just said that. Okay. Two can play at that game. This got made. This got released. You know. Well, I don't know if you have been, if you're aware yet, but she's a bad mama jamma. That's what they're trying to tell He's you. He's checking out her white dude doing that. Oh yeah. God! He it's, put up his collar like, yeah. oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they wanted to make that like the uh, like the, uh, the 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 air grate with Marilyn Marilyn uh, Monroe. You know, remember that? She has the the white dress. That was they yeah. hope they were hoping that was going to be kind of a moment like that, maybe. Maybe you know that that moment when she's driving down the street here, you really see the sights. Like I, this is yeah. my bus route, from, Bobby Brown from work. You know, Bobby Brown is. Oh, that's got to be a Lynn Whitfield relative, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, she plays Gabrielle Union plays the young hoe who she's like against. Yeah, oh, look at that fine <clears throat> L.A. Air. She's driving down Wilshire. She lives in fucking Hancock Park, <coughs> which is completely unreal. Well, she's light skinned, so she probably would live in fucking Hancock. <laughs> she's be, she's allowed. Yeah. She, well, she's light skinned. That's how it works. No. 
Yeah, it's it, uh, she's ha- a goddamn lawyer. Yeah, but it that'd be the city. That'd be the part of the city to live in. If you had the money, I think Hancock Park get, getting a uh, getting a house there. What be I cool. like about these movies is that is what is a total shithole car now. Oh like, yeah, at yeah. The t- like if you pull up in that now, people would laugh at you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I drive. Still clean, you know. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's some LA. When, when you when you get on to the to the one hundred and one, it is like fucking Le Mans. It, it is like you have to be so fucking aggressive. I find I, I'm flooring my car a lot, like fucking brrr, thrilling. Like, you know, really getting it. I mean, that's how I kind of look at Want it. Want a house with wild ivy on it? <laughs> oh, she's more yeah, narrating. She's Smith, senior advertising executive at Parker and Long. This and is uh, not showing; it's telling. An educated, strong sister who remembers where she came from and knows where she's going. That's right. Let me ask you a question. That was the pitch. Why can't yep. men act right? Don't they know that if they acted right, women would gladly give them all the love and respect that they needed? But because they show their asses, we got to check them. Take my girlfriend. Got to check them. She's been staying with me for the past few days. Hopeless case. So her boyfriend was Bobby Brown, and he was real ugly, and she pays to get him all hot, and then he cheats on her. So she's all upset. Karen, are you still in your PJs? Baby, it's 11.30. Here, let's advance. I don't know, man. No, I mean, I mean, it's... This, this... This is a bad... This script... Oh, well, like, this is my point. My general okay, point keep it on, keep it, yeah, keep is going to be well, I'm it's getting cool. I'm getting to the point where he she mm-hmm. meets. So I'm, I'm fast forwarding to the I know this movie by fucking heart. I used to watch this all the time. <laughs> Anthony Anderson's in this movie. Yeah, wait, this I is mean, like the there's day, a, there's this a bit is, of a cast. This is like gangster Anthony Anderson before he was in that show, that Black Wonder Years show. Yeah, blackish. Yeah, yeah. So this is the story of her meeting the the dude. Bobby Brown. This is One also Bobby Brown off she crack for like the first time. Yeah. Uncle Tom looking buck toothbrush. So can you fix my car? They let him sing though. You know Bobby was like, I gotta sing because no one will know who he's I am. He's got a otherwise. Jerry that represents these all. He's all. He's old school. <laughs> Those bad fake teeth. I should work with a brother, you know. Mike. Big Mike. Big She'll work with a brother. What's he on it? <laughs> Make a brother want to sing to you. Bobby Brown doing comedy. Brother man was looking good. He was treating her like a queen. Now he's Bobby Brown. God. There's an opportunity, Mister. They should have a they montage did, sequence. They did a she's all that in within 30 seconds. This is what's great about this movie is they're doing multiple ploys. They're doing the she's all that inside of the, the rom-com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's the difference between black romantic comedies and white romantic comedies. Yeah, what is the difference? <clears throat> they're all fabulous in black romantic comedies. They're, they're all not, great people. And even because Monique is in this and she's like a like <laughs> she's grinding all the time. She talks about how she gets pipe laid to her all the time. Yeah. Like everyone's <laughs> fabulous. No one's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. No one's are. a dork or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. super confident. Yeah. It's just black people hate dork shit. Yeah. <laughs> Textbook That's why black nerds bum me out. Well, They've always they don't like alternative out. comedy. Clark yeah. Jones would tell yeah. me all the time they don't want to hear your references yeah, or your exactly. stories. Yeah, absolutely. They want jokes. Yeah, absolutely. 
are you funny? They don't you care know? how many episodes of the X Files you've seen. Yeah, exactly. Or, exactly. Or your little David Duke Covenant. Do you reference. have a personality up yeah. there and stuff? Absolutely. Which that it, they're right. They and they're not going to give you time. You got to within ten seconds. If you haven't made them laugh, you're done. You know what? I tell you what. I, I liked going up at the uh, at the Laugh Factory before I moved here. There was more of a, of an urban crowd, as you said earlier. And I started doing better, and that was a good thing. I started getting consistent with black folks, which which was a to me that was a threshold being passed. Like I was I was better, you know. I, I was a better comic. I had a certain comedic persona that was discernible, you know. So here we got the it wasn't next just guy. me yelling. This girl is marrying a guy who's she's with a dude who's definitely cheating on her, but she's like not aware yet. Then he says, "Hi, baby, come on now. I'm just looking. I'm Nothing just looking. Just looking." Then comes that line. I, I, I'm a man, ain't I? No, you're a dog. I love her. I had a super crush on her when I was She's kid. cute. Yeah. But they have a lot of makeup in this, man. Vivica A. Fox. They, see, here's Monique. This is pre-Monique. This is pre-I-demand a Netflix special Monique. Yeah. <laughs> he has no job and no money. We're talking about. Baby, let me see that until next week. How? No. Come on, baby. No, I love you, girl. No, I'm sick about that shit now with all that whipped cream. No, somebody please. See, but do you see how they got her all made up and fabulous? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. <laughs> I knew women like that. They have crusty feet because they never wear shoes. Yeah, yeah. They're wearing like spandex <laughs> jogging shorts, bike shorts. Yeah. And like a real, like a tank top. Like real, like their hair is pretty sick, but like no makeup. They yeah. probably smell not fragrant. Yeah. <laughs> But think they're fantastic. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's a low caliber person. Well, you know, but if you think you're fantastic, you know, it's, I don't know. It's part of it. Right. And that goes with so the I person guess this, I just described transcends race. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking <laughs> if you're in that world that they were just describing, there's calluses on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> so who's this actor again? I'm sorry. That's I Morris know. Chestnut. He oh, plays yeah. a dude named Keith. I don't have a problem with my man. See, so the, the, that's the general gist is all her friends are in these fucked up relationships and she's the one shepherding through and she was like, but my man is the fucking shit. But realizes through well, time he's got movie, some problems. No, the movie is just about how their, her relationship gets all fucked up and, and her own advice starts back because yeah. uh, they do this whole thing. The, the real crux of the movie is she has these rules for like when you break up with your boyfriend yeah. and it happens and her rules don't work for her. Yeah. So yeah. like, and her friends even start noticing and shit. It's a really good good fucking movie so they just fuck like love in the afternoon love in the afternoon a little fucking in the afternoon yeah. we're la people gonna fuck in the afternoon so they get into how they met i can just by tell you so they do the like the whole room stopped when i saw him he was fucking wearing a nice ass sweater he goes up and does a cool interrogation which would be sexual assault now that makes your head light and your stomach tight excuse me Yes. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Ooh, oh, questions. Yeah, yeah questions. All right. Now, if I'm right about you, all answers to these questions will be yes. You think so? I think so. Okay. Well, let's see. Do you like chocolate? Yes. yes. Do you think that I find you attractive? Yeah. If I were to kiss you right now, would you slap me? Yes. Don't you find me attractive? Yeah. 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 
Because she's powerful. She's not backing down. Exactly. She knows what he's doing. You know. I just think it would be hilarious if he's so smooth and then all of a sudden he's just like, if I slit your motherfucking throat right here, what <laughs> just some total doing? sociopath. Yeah. Whoa, hold on. Just yeah, no, you gotta go away the back now. Of the hair. You know. They wanna. She was like, he's a murderer, but he's fine. What was this? Disagree oh. with that? A, a woman in the street and a freak in the sheets, or what was it was what she said? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have you. Here we go. Look how fat he is. And he's real thugged out. This is like friends with Cat Williams, Anthony Anderson. <laughs> Keith! What? What the hell was y'all doing up in here, dog? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, got a little out of control. Uh, open up the window, stuff flew all over my dash, man. Oh, uh, you opened up the window? Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey. <laughs> You hit it, didn't you? <laughs> oh, you're a dog. Well, hey, no, but did I say I? I ain't say I hit it. I don't think I said that. I did not say that. You got the I hit it look in your eyes, man. Yeah, but I, but I will say this. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that you or anybody can ever say to make me leave that woman, man. She do that. He's still out of breath. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so here's Gabrielle Union. She's the new woman. She's the like coming around. She's the threat. Yeah, to exactly. And just infinitely more attractive than Vivica A. Fox. That is Dwayne Wade's fucking wife. Yeah, dog. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Vice president of marketing and a bona fide hoe. Hey, Connie. Hey, girl. God, I am just so out of touch with people and the way people think. Well, people, this is like <laughs> almost 90s. This was like they weren't. People weren't the new millennium was new, so they there wasn't like it was just it was still the nineties, basically. Yeah, absolutely, it was still the nineties. No doubt about that. Abs September eleventh is a demarcation point. Oh, absolutely. Pre September eleventh woke and everybody up. Yeah, it, I think it just woke a, everybody up. There's a feeling that's different in a movie for saying oh three versus two thousand. You know, there's a there's a different feeling. I'm telling you. you know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's Dwayne Wade's wife, right? It's his yeah. piece, dog. Tell you what, if you're an NBA player, you are fucking black royalty, boy. You are, you've done it, man. You, yeah, you have, man, they're you, like oof. soccer players in America. Yeah, absolutely, man. You are a stud. You are a so flat-out stud. He's like, everyone is just not struggling. But again, it's Los Angeles. At least they had the good sense to put this in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where exactly. they're like, it's not like they're, it's in a place where you have to do well to be <laughs> not destitute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no middle class. Cuz I know you messing with somebody. So who's the bitch that you messing with? What are you talking about, girl? You tripping? This is part where her rules get involved because she, she tells her to plant underwear. It, like she shows a pair of underwear and he admits to cheating, but the underwear was planted. So like you almost you entrapped his ass. Like you planted <laughs> evidence to I mean he yeah. is cheating on you. But you got you got it dishonestly. Yeah, like you yeah, got yeah, him yeah. to confess underhandedly. Yeah, underhand, underhandedly. Well, you like know. even like as that dude, I would be like, I'm an asshole, and we should break up. But like, okay, that's fucked up. What yeah, you just uh, did? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, yeah, 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 you're, you're justified. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. justified. Make sure that they're too big or too small, so it's clear that. But no, she yours. starts throwing plates at him. And wait to see what his ass has to say. About what? The underwear. Oh, okay, okay. You're too damn jealous. Who do the underwear belong to, Dwayne? 
I remember this happening. All he had to do was be like, nobody. Because yeah, if, if he would have just held strong and been like, I don't recognize those, she would have yeah. been like, oh, okay. You're such a pussyhound. You've had so many women yeah. in there that you've Her literally watches. forget the, the, the underwear. Yeah. yeah you, you, like it doesn't matter. Women. He probably has cheated it there. So he was yeah. just like, oh, they could have left some underwear. Well, Hence, he failed the test. He makes up. This some, is called testing. He makes up some story about how it's his sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Looking Matter away, he is cheating. That's the name of the song. He's cheating. Yeah. The lighting and shit in this? They're being real stereotypical in there. Yeah. Now, I hate that I had to say that, but you do have to admit, minorities do seem to get a tad bit louder than white folks. I loved lines like that because when my dad would watch movies like that, he would be like, if a white person said that, they'd be racist. Oh, as a good slap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> so this is her. I'm going yeah. through the friend introduction. Uh, this is good, but I, you know something? Her character gets under my skin a little bit. Oh, I she's, hate Vivica she's, A. Fox. She's a bit of a know-it-all. Yeah. She's a know-it-all, you know? So here's the... This is, a, and I, 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 this is Monique talking about how her, her husband's poor, but he fucks her. Hungry. So that's two things you don't mess with. My man and my food. Either one, I had to cut your ass <laughs> This was back in the era when Monique had to talk about how fat she was to make money. Oh. Yeah. Oh, speaking of ghetto, I heard about you redecorating Dwayne's apartment. Mm. Yeah, honey, a baseball bat. Jacked all his shit up, and that's what yeah. he did for lying. Dwayne can't do shit but lie. Yep, that's right. Dwayne can't do I mean, shit but lie. Sorry ass man, at least he ain't God. broke. Uh, you know no mean? woman has ever talked about me ever. <laughs> no women talk in circles about this have have I I don't know if they've like maybe one would bitch but maybe like sisters get together have gone and do this back shit, and know? forth about like well my man does this well my man does this and then they flash dance together they do dances together you know he's good in the bed oh it's about Bobby Brown yeah. Brother knows how to handle his business. Okay. There you go. That's right. I can testify to that. Tyrone may be broke and have a mouthful of gold teeth, but baby, he is a pipe laying fool. My baby can lay the pipe. It's just turning into a fucking live at the Apollo stand-up set. That man. is also something about black comedy that white pe- white comics don't understand is they want. There's no on paper jokes there like it just says if you read the script um, you know tyrone may be broken he has a mouthful of gold teeth but he can lay the pipe the pipe like it sounds so sterile they want that pipe yeah 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 like it's it's all the emphasis yeah 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 exactly like look at him dancing What's funnier than a fat girl dancing <laughs> in 2001? There we go. The, 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 this is trying to be like... Uh, they're sharing a moment. They're being girls. This is Waiting to Exhale gone bad. Waiting to Exhale was like a deemed a big movie. When, when Waiting to Exhale came out, 
like, like women were renting these theaters and, and, and talking food. like they were talking they were having like discussion groups after the meeting because it was deemed very like real like Forrest Whitaker did a good job of capturing sort of the anxieties of black women you know it was deemed that who was in that Whitney Houston uh, um, what's her face it was um, like a collection of the most famous black women yeah absolutely Whitney Houston was in it and then it was also the woman the who, one who pulls her hair back real tight what's her fucking Angela name Bassett Angela was Bassett yeah she's in it she was big at that time and then there's also kind of the heavier set woman I can't think of her name and then the, the fourth woman is the woman married to to the guy who directed Training Day that guy that guy, that great director She she's good she's a, she's a pretty woman very pretty woman she used to Walking be a Spudge McKenzie uh, girl yeah, the, 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 so and, and now they would, we're. I think this is the dinner where we're going to the Olive Garden, so, going yeah. to the Sizzler, at, at the Sizzler, <laughs> Sizzler, and the boyfriend Keith is supposed to meet them. And early on in the movie, she talks about how the number one sign that someone's cheating is they have to work late, and he throws the "I have to work late" on her. But he does actually have to work late. Yeah. But he does have to work late with Gabrielle Union. I think the sign, who knows where the sign is, you know? So they get all like, oh, shit, Shantae, you need to fucking call his ass out. So then after they, they're they making fun of her, and she's like, I got to go to the bathroom, and she fucking flips out. She, like, has the moment where she's like... What's she upset about? Because he called and said he has to work late. Oh, 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 oh. oh. No, she, she don't handle business. She don't handle it. Get it together, Shantae. Get it together. Together. Vivica Fox had a career, man. She, she, she wasn't. This is where her rules come into play. Okay, this is where the rules begin. If you ever find yourself in a situation like this, rule number one: never panic. Stay cool. Boy, they just did not soundproof that bathroom before they did this shoot. Yeah, it sounds like our podcast. <laughs> it's yeah, it's echoing, you know. Oh, he showed up with old girl. This is um. I'm Shantae. I'm sorry. Is that DKNY? Yes, it sure is. Oh, so he's cheating on her? No, he actually did. Like he had to bring him out for work. Like he is honest. So that's how it played out. Earlier, he said he had to work late, and then he ended up taking. Um. And the reason she's so upset is because he took the girls to like their favorite spot yeah. but as a guy you're so dumb if you actually had to entertain two co-workers you'd take them to the first spot you'd like you're you're the spot you go to the most would probably be the yeah one what would take happen them to. yeah yeah exactly so like as someone who might be dumb enough to do that i could understand about like no this is just the first thing i thought of like, yeah yeah no we, it's, our, it's our special we, spot but like yeah. that wouldn't but like no i just because we like this this restaurant name is in my head the most this is this so is when the, they needed to go somewhere these are the, listen. This is the thoughts of women. There's a certain sentimentality to it, which you know you have to respect. You have to give space to that. So she, yeah, this is rule number two. So she's, <laughs> that's my rule, Keith. So she's about so to be good. real nice to him. Like she, she ends up smiling and shit. And now here, Anthony Anderson has his own guy rules. Listen. I was hungry. It was late. She asked me to join her. I said, "Cool. That's it. Case closed." Nonsense, Keith. You expect me to believe that? Nonsense, Keith. That's the truth. Come on. What, 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 what you trying to tell me, dog? That you took this beautiful woman to a club and you didn't want to hit? Okay, correction. I did not take her. She invited me, and you're right. I didn't want to hit. Semantics. Dog. Look, man. That is Shantae's favorite <laughs> spot. All right, we know this. How am I gonna take a girl that I want to hit to Shantae's favorite? That I want to hit. Even black dudes don't talk like I this to each other. Yeah. 
I'm I get you. I'm on my dialogue. He's calling a fake jury. Joe Brown, you want to sit down, please? Hold, hold on. Come on, bro. Come on. May, may I approach the witness, Your Honor? May I have your permission to treat the witness as a hostile witness? Oh, thank you. Keith, I'm a tad bit confused. And, and maybe you can help me. He toned it down over the years. Yeah. You took this yeah. 26-year-old, supple-breasted, tight-ass. Look how comfy that couch looks. Skin so yeah. smooth. It looked like buttermilk. You took it looked like to butter. a secluded restaurant and dance with Dwayne Kennedy would hate this movie. Oh, I, I saw Undercover Brother with him, you know, with Eddie Griffin yeah. and stuff. I just wanted to see it with him. We, 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 I went with Jason Fever. Three of us went, and like five minutes in, loudly in the theater, yeah. Dwayne Kennedy goes, it's a coon fest. That's what he said loudly in the theater. I died A laughing. black person who respects themselves would probably hate this character. You just, I, I died laughing. That's so hilarious. Funny. Did, I bet multiple people in the theater. I mean, there were like eight people in the theater, though, too. It wasn't like it was a pack. Of, Undercover Brother was no hit. It was a bad movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. It's a coon fest. That's, that's funny. What, that's what he said. Because this type of thing, it's portrayed bums Dwayne out, definitely. Because it's just not, it's not, whatever. I think that my life would be the example for today's lesson. Like, like you know, the, the, that whole movie, Waiting to Exhale, and that was deemed like this, ooh, you know, black women anxiety, you know, in a mainstream film. I remember him just being like, it's not that good. So they, like, it's, like, it's good it was done because the next the next one will be better. So they you know? do a little bit of ignoring each other. And then I think. Keith, sweetie, I'm back. sorry, but I've got a client coming in. Why don't we meet tonight at the bistro and we can discuss this? Okay, yeah, but you know. I, sweetie, I'm sorry, but the client's coming in tonight, 730, the okay, bistro. Wait, yeah, See ya. No, 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 no. I, I just have. Playing them games. She rushed me off the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like the mm-hmm. he's trying he's to like figure it out yeah he's like he's the sage I, I tell you what this is actually better this is better than that crap we watched last week that's Maybe what that i'm wondering much. but it's still got its level of cheese oh, oh yeah absolutely and its own it's little bad. tropes it's and it's bad, not good but, you know yeah. but it's but it's got you know there's it's a, there's a little more in it i guess so it's you know? so i guess they're right black people are cooler than white people <laughs> I hate driving on that strip right there. You see where all those cars are, right to the left of downtown, right, right wet, that that strip. I uh, oh, it's a nightmare. Oh, and you because you exit on and you immediately have to get over seven lanes, oh, or, you're, or you're going to San Pedro. It, it, it is literally, it's like Le Mans. It's li- I have to be so fucking aggressive when I drive there. Let's see what you know. Doing. It's oh, just like I'm on. Sure about that? Have I ever steered you wrong before? Yeah, you have. Okay, look, that was that one time. But look, you got your hair back. All right, Shante, look, I was wrong. I shouldn't have been in the spot with Julie that night. They break up. But what happened was uh, we were working late. I got a little hungry. She asked me if I wanted to go get something to eat. And I was like, you know, without even thinking. Yeah, sure. No matter what his ass says, it doesn't make a difference. Because he should have known better. But now that he's put his cards on the table and offered some form of an explanation, you've got to step to the plate, girl. Be a woman. Do the right thing. Uh, gut punched that ass. After one and two drinks, you know, we were out on the dance floor, and that's when. So she gut punches that ass. Um, so what did she, what did she say to him? They break up. I think she breaks she, up. Well, we got That's a moment, you know. Hey man, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> like the wire, God, Keith. What the hell is Tesla Watts? Keith, calm down, bro. I am calm. All right, bro. I mean, you getting all swollen up in the chest, man? Just sit down, relax. It's like he's scooping dip with that's his fingers, Willie Fox. <laughs> You know, <laughs> restricted. Restricted. 
That, that whole staging, he's the fat guy. Oh, she well, pays. You know what I do like? I do like about Get Out. They, they, I mean, they play the same buddy thing with with him with the little rel working for the TSA. They kind of had that same buddy. They, they they do that in that you know that that sort of that brother kind of friendship. But but I, I feel like I feel like it was kind of like more believable. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, because that, that, that's been done a million times. You know, we're gonna work the relationships out. You know, well that stands to the. I mean, this isn't an, an example of that, but that's the Chris Rock theory that for black people to be acclaimed, they have to be the greatest ever. So I'm sure Jordan Peele knew, like, if I'm making a horror movie that can't be cheesy, because if I, if a black guy makes a horror movie, it's gonna be under an ultra microscope. Yeah. So it's gotta be good. Yeah. Like the Chris Rock bit is. If you live next to a black dentist, that's the greatest dentist in the country. Yeah, yeah. like there's no mediocre black dentist. Yeah, well, it's like that. I mean, with baseball, if you were an average player, you weren't getting called up to the majors if you were black. They gave the average yeah. job to the uh, the white guy. The white guy, you know. I mean, you had to be Ernie Banks, you know, or Billy so Williams. That's, you know, that the whole point of the bit is <clears throat> real equality will be when there's an average black dentist or an yeah. average black doctor just a black doctor that's a hack that like how the fuck did you get this job <laughs> that's when there'll be true equality <laughs> that's funny uh that's probably what i am i'm sure i'm perceived as a mediocre man by certain people i think the younger generation my last je- a couple jobs ago uh thought of me as like a mediocre man who's at a higher position and uh they're uh, they're, they're very wrong. That'd be funny if all of a sudden you were wrong. like, "And that hurt," and you just started crying. No, no, they they, they honestly, it, it offended me. I, I mean, I, I was like, "No, they, they they don't know the full breadth of what I've done, you know, and my career. Uh, they're new in their career, uh, you know. They're uh, insecure. They haven't been trained particularly well, you know. And, and I'm willing to make mistakes. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't shy away from them. You don't have to be perfect. You can get stuff through." So she's, they're ignoring each other. It's justifying poor work. No, it's not. It's good work. They're going through breakup rules. She's saying like, you have to, I think she said for nine days, you have to ignore them. I always attend church. And she counts down days. This is like day one. So she's still confident, but as the days go on, she gets all, day four. Hey, Shante, what's up, baby? This is Keith. I called you yesterday. You didn't return my call. All right, look, if you didn't pick up the phone. Shante, if you didn't pick up the phone. All right, cool. Just call me when you get in. In love and war, maintain military silence. Don't speak or consort with the enemy. Silence is golden. You can do more with silence than you can ever do by speaking. Hey, what up? This is Shantae. At the beep, do your thing. By the way. Remember answering machines where you got to do that? Absolutely. Uh, the Wire has a bunch of answer machines. McNulty was like, answer machines don't exist anymore. You got to do it to the Tony, your favorite song. You know, You've <laughs> called Keith Pazel's answering machine. I kept Just a few. go ahead when I, when and I was leave getting... <laughs> a message on my machine. I used to, uh, I had to say that as evidence when I was getting stalked. Because I had an answer machine, tape with machine. With the tape? With the tape. I say that as evidence when I went out. Because I, I had unsolicited calls. And I had to change my number. Trying to get and through. make it unlisted because <clears throat> we're also doing Edward Scissorhands, so I'm trying to get through chunks of this movie. Because uh, you, know, you get the gist of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no. Hey, listen. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. So he breaks the rules. She's going through her like military silence thing. He just comes over to her house and like bangs her does that thing where like knocks yeah. on the door and when she opens it he just grabs her like yeah. so you know would you, you rape. Know. Well, you know, listen, sometimes you're a couple, yet you, 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 he's just like, I raped her, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I sexually assaulted her, you know, 
I damn. Okay. <laughs> you raped that bitch. <laughs> I know. Damn. <laughs> I know. This is not a. Dressed up looking it just turns into a completely swamp. different movie. Yeah. The, the, this is uh, double net. They don't exactly like have a lot of depth. You know. Better than Denzel. Oh, shit. Well, let me sit down there. Come here. Denzel boy. So she invited me in. I came on in there, man. Walked in there and all calm, cool, and collected. Wearing another sweater. Like I, not the blue sweater, but the red sweater. Yep. Started dimming the lights. Leather pants. Of oh, what those pants? <laughs> God, give me a break, man. Showing up with those on? Even I wouldn't wear that. I got terrible taste. <laughs> I, I am notorious for not dressing right for occasions. Notorious for that. Not notorious, but somewhat notorious. He looks like Keith Sweat. Exactly. <laughs> Is he going to start begging? He's going to start begging now. Fucking Brian McKnight and shit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know that LL lip action. It was about to be. Remember Casey and JoJo? Do you remember the band Casey and JoJo? No, no I don't actually. Did you hit? Relax. And all my life, I pray for someone like you. That's Casey and JoJo. Oh, okay, okay. And I pray that they dressed like that. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the same way too. Oh, so you had Plan B, huh? you know he just popped his penis out of those leather pants real quick and did it like he made her get completely naked she's in a robe and he just squeaked it out of his leather pants that's wow. the patriarchy I don't have to get out of my leather pants and I'm making you strip Those awful down. leather pants. Awful. God. We all experience it. You ever been Spell it with me. R. A. P. E. Right. Transference of energy. That's what you did yesterday. You took her body. You, know, <laughs> you took her body, dog. On to her. I'm proud of you, dog. You flipped the script. Was I flipping the script? Blacks oh, on love. This is this is a, this is ghetto one on one, isn't it? A little bit kind, of, isn't it? Like, let me tell you something. It's a little stereotypical. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know what are you supposed to do as an actor in this city? Well, you know what I mean. If you supposed to do? If you don't have a friend that becomes a preacher at some point in your friendship when you're talking, then it's not a real friendship. Bewildered. Bewildered. Lethargic. Lethargic. Doing making it a church joke. I think it'd be funny that someone knocks on the door and they would just be like, "Can you guys keep it down? <laughs> I got a divorce case in here." She wasn't expecting it. She, tell you what, it threw her for a loop. She's pretty. Day five is a bad day. That's all I gotta say. Well, yeah, you just got raped. Day five's horrible. You just got sexually assaulted by someone you love. Day six is a bad day, but. Not as bad as five. But you're starting to black out the rape. <laughs> With the old transfer of emotion shit. I ain't gonna lie. That shit does work. So now... Again, the transfer of emotion. Again, what did he do again? He, he made her... Uh, he fucking fucked her into being happy. Like, she, he flipped the script. He Because there's a, like a, a set rule of things where you're ignoring me, I'm ignoring you. So he said, fuck it. I'm going to yeah. just show up at your house. And we're going to have sex. In my Brian McBride fucking Casey and JoJo <laughs> leather Brian pants. McBride, yeah, exactly. And he fucking... Nails her. And he nails her. Yep. And it's like she, he fucking changed her emotions up. Now she's all fucking... 
post fucked and like oh she knows he's the one he i forgot he has leather pants. they get together at the end right yeah but it's, it's like right at the last minute look at him just a me too factory he's just like hey i don't know we're in public dog this club that they're at is like it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's some sort of strip mall somewhere. Yeah, yeah this this is like bad set. Look at look, look at that guy. I'm gonna earn That's my Gabrielle fucking side Union. card. She's an executive, Ooh. getting all executive. Ooh, then the white girl gets involved. Yeah. Ooh. I have to admit it. Well, anyway, no, I'm not gonna say that. That, that would be kind of racist. <laughs> oh shit! So she now she's testing the waters. See, he's getting ground up by Gab Gabrielle Union, and she's dating like Lenny Kravitz. You find yourself on a date and start to think. Uh, is that Dwayne Kennedy? No. Just stick through it. Go on his. I bet you he auditioned for this. Text yeah, him right yeah. now and ask him if he auditioned for Two Can Play That Game. Uh, I, I, that might ruin our friendship. Why? Because. <laughs> now I know. I should ask. You can't do it out. Big Papa. Ray Ray. Yo, Pooh Bear. Oh, you have to be these guys? You know? Day seven. She dated all those guys in one day. Yeah, there you go, man. She was speed dating. God, I've had so many bad first dates. She finished her 10-day program. The we're, we're in the middle of the 10-day program. Okay, okay. And she just, we're at day six or seven. And she just got proposed to after date. Bobby Brown just proposed to her. Okay. I've got problems of my own. And you can't truly be happy for somebody until you get your stuff together. So on day seven, there are a few things you must do. One, pay a Finally report the rape. God, people don't... Like, the, Victoria's Secrets is belly up now. You know what I mean? The whole, they still like, have them. Yeah, but... There's it, one it, at the 7th and Fig Mall we go to. It's, I, I guess, like, a, it, it's market share and stuff. It's, They've really it's changed not, their up there. They got a lot of a lot of thick girls in the window, too. Well, it's really yep. geared towards yep. well, your, your fashion Nova. Okay, so, yeah, she flips. She reflips. She shows up at his house in her leather pants. Girl. There you go. Grab that ass. Then you make up an excuse and leave. Oh, she blue balls him. Oh. But he's uh, just like, wait, I'm, I'm, I raped you last night. God, I was thinking about a case of, honest to God, I was thinking about I've a case. I've never had blue balls oh, in my I life. A, I was thinking about today about a case of blue balls I had when I was 20 years old. I had a party at my house in college. I didn't even know they were real until one of my friends from high school came over and was like genuinely describing how it feels. It, it, yeah, and she was given a horrible hand job. She was trying to cleave my mushroom cap. <laughs> She was trying to cleave, and I, and I was like, "Well, then just do the job." Like, this? then just do the yeah, and just like, Grr, and I was just like, "Whoa!" But of course, you know, I'm fucking twenty. You can get the wind blows a certain direction. You got a boner that's the size of Manhattan. Those days are done, my friend. Those days are over. I used to get the fucking bone. Crow. Hopefully, <laughs> it's also the shape of Manhattan. You know, it's just you got a, you got a weird dick. <laughs> if it's not, I mean, it is just. You know, and, and, and you know, so, but I remember just having a, like totally a painful, like gut kind of groin feeling. Like I strained a muscle or something, you know, I don't like blue balls. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell it to you people. I don't like blue balls. You know? He's coming out. You're, you're taking a stand here. It's about my relationship, my life. Okay. Will you relax and stop thinking about your damn self for once, bro? See, you still think this about you, huh? Oh, it's not about me. Oh, no, dog. This is way bigger than you. This stopped being about you a long time ago. Now, you doing this 
for all men across the country. What's that? What's he got to do? Um. <laughs> oh, I think he's going to date Gabrielle Union. He's going to bring Gabrielle Union oh, to, to like their a place? work function or something Ooh, like that. Yeah. Man, that, that's, you know. So are they both like lawyers at the same firm? No, Is different there? firms, but both lawyers. They're lawyers. Great. Just what the world needs. More famous people this and more attorneys. Be your chance to emerge <laughs> as the true player that you really are. Nah, you know, I don't like playing games, man. I don't, I don't hey, bro. I've been playing a game for f an hour and five minutes. And, and you know something? I think two can play at that game. Yeah. Well, this is where it all comes to a head. This is the final party where he shows up at this and he says, we're going to the Miller Genuine Draft Party. And boy, are there MGDs everywhere. So it was like, scene. we are going to do some product placement. There's yeah. a reason why this film got made, you know? So, oh my lord, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, that, that is not subtle. It looks like Miller Genuine Draft stormed the house <laughs> yeah, just like, and unfurled their banners. It turned into a beer commercial. In victory on yeah, this house, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they conquered. <laughs> they, <laughs> they conquered and, and then put it up there. Here. What? I'm not going to embarrass you, Shantae. I didn't mean it like that, Deidre. I'm just saying, for me, this is work. Gotta check out the competition. Yeah. Come on here, let's get some drinks. Oh, uh -oh there we go. Let's go get some genuine drafts like she can't. I can't fit through the door. Oh, there we go. DJ, you know, Von Scratchula. There yeah. we go. This is... She's earning her side card. Oh, yeah. Well, she didn't speak. Right there. The MGD girls. I think you have to be on film. If you're on film like three times and if you don't speak, you still earn it, I think. Ray Wise. This cat, yeah. He plays... He's the uh, Alec Holland in the original Swamp Thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a career. It's a great movie, dude. He's a great, a great Aren't they actor. remaking that? Ray Wise is great. What's up? Aren't they remaking uh I hope. Thing? I fucking hope. So he's with Gabrielle Union. So we'll get down to the to the nitty gritty of this. Oh, well, you know what? I hadn't heard from you in a while. So I decided to take matters into my own hands. Yeah, I mean, you said test the waters, right? Let's just say, uh, yeah, brother's swimming tonight. So you decided to show up with her. This is kind of mean. That I would be here? I didn't know that you were going to be here. The truth of the matter is this, son. I'm tired of your bullshit. Right? <laughs> Who's that singing in the background? Man, know, so. Sounds like Little John. It is. A little, it was Little John. This is, shake your ass. Watch yourself. Oh, my Lord. She is a pretty woman. Little John might be there. Hun? Oh. Connie. Excuse me, Keith. Can I speak to you for a second? Sure. Thanks. Uh-oh. 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 She's gonna dress her down? What are you doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? Connie, what are you doing here with Keith? You know he's my man. Oh. But if he's your man, he's certainly not acting like it. Well, perhaps he would be uh -oh. if he didn't have a little hooch like you running behind uh -oh. him all the time. Uh -oh. I don't appreciate your tone. And why are you calling? So that's getting. Done. Well, I, I, I want to see how it unfolds. This is this is drama. And why are you calling me names? I mean, come on, Chante. It's little junior high, don't you think? Keith is here with me because he wants to be here with me. I didn't force him. I'm not twisting his arm. It's his decision. She's so. looked the same forever. Don't take your frustrations out on me if you can't control your man. Okay. Uh oh. Gabrielle Union made her living off movies like this. Yeah. Everything until she married Dwayne Wade. This is she did the Honeymooners yeah, remake. Yeah, yeah. When your man is messing up, never deal with a woman. Always deal with a man. There you there's go. nothing worse than two women fighting over a man. Not me.
So we'll go I, that, the, by the way, that's something I've, it's never happened in my life. I, I can truly say two women have never fought over Adam Crocious ever. The thought hasn't even happened that they would fight over me. So, it would never happen. So they end up, so he like, <laughs> just gets, to let you know. So Gabrielle Union grinds all up on him at the party. Yeah. Shit, man. You know, you, and then finally, they, I am not trying to make you jealous, Keith. If I'm talking to him, it's because I want to. I'm not into playing games. Oh, you're not into games? No. Oh, please, you are the queen of games. You play more games than the whole damn NBA. Ooh. It was a lockout year, too. It's time for the coup de grace. That's the French term for fuck him up. What if she stabs him? What if your, she just your dick is small? I gotta go. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold up. Oh, oh, now things are happening. She's having sex with other people. I'm just carrying it just in case, all right? Just in case what? She's going home with him. I know she's going to sleep with him. Look, man, you're overreacting, all right? Everybody has condoms nowadays. <laughs> Nowadays. Nowadays. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> hey, I, I tell you what, this is, you know, this is this is good. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh, I'll here we it. go. Here we I'll go. This it. is how it happens. So they, okay. it so ends up, they? she goes out. Uh, is, it, to, is it their favorite spot? It ends up at the favorite yeah, spot. Okay, okay. She's all it. alone. Not a damn thing, girl. This place is so tired. <laughs> I was just over there putting the moves on this fine-ass man. And you know... And then we can either end it or get into Edward Scissorhands. Oh, let's just... Let's watch the end of this right now. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you sound like you're masturbating. <laughs> let's watch the end of this right now. This song's slow. Take, take it a little slower. Say it, say it more slowly. Say it slower. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you some questions? Because it's coming full circle from when he, yep, yep. Sure. Sure. Now, if I'm right about you, all the answers to my questions will be yes. You think so? They should just stop. Like, he should be like, okay, I get what you're doing. Did she changes ever? the questions, too. Do you too. like basketball? Yes. Do you find me attractive? Yes. Do you think I find you attractive? Yes. <laughs> the inside, yes. Can I just ask you one more question? Do you have a prosthetic penis? <laughs> Do you think a woman who thought she could control her man with rules? Essence of the movie. Just be honest with each other. When Unless. It's a little bit too much silence for me. A little bit too long. There's a fullness to silence. Do you like to dance? Do you like to dance? 
I've never whisper talked to anybody. Have you ever <laughs> whisper talked to anybody? Bet, bet, yeah, bet, post sex, you know, bed, bedtime talk, yeah, absolutely. No, I've even you know. been at full volume. <laughs> hey, we just <laughs> have you ever we, we just had sex? I just speaking of sex, you know, it's part of the resolution, the emotional sort of. I've never. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, for a final softly scene, spoken into someone's nap, into the nape of someone's <laughs> neck. Yeah, they're by the way, heavy kissing. Uh, but they. Uh, you oh, know, dude, that's okay. another. That's another staple of black rom coms is the like, the real strong kiss. The real, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they fucking slurp up on each other's faces. <laughs> yeah, it's a strong one. You know, I like it though. All right. Well, now we're that gonna was quickly. Good, Keith. Thank we're gonna you. quickly go through. We're you gonna know, cleanse our palate with a. We'll end with Edward Scissorhands. We'll go through sure. our goodbyes yeah, with Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of that. It'll be cool. Absolutely. Um, Cause you know that I got my feelings for you. So what did you We're going down to the club? Let's recap. <laughs> let's take let's let's take a, a recap at what we went through today. What did you What did you How'd you enjoy the episode, Crow? Did you? I, I think it's been a good episode. Yeah. It's been decent. You know, we, we've been on track. We haven't lost it too much. You know. Yeah. Uh, the Kentucky Fried movie thing was. Uh, well, not Kentucky Fried movie, but the the, the infomercial. It's, it's crazy. With Mario Lopez is. They must know it's. They're joking. Obviously, it's a joke. It's tongue in cheek. Never. Well, yeah, it's tongue in cheek, but it's movie. not. It's serious. You've, and that that blows my mind because this was like oh, your heyday. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is a Jenna. You know, I wasn't like I never saw Beetlejuice either. I, I saw, of course, you know, Batman. So, do you know the premise at all? Uh, you know, I, I, I at one time I did. So Vincent Price is this inventor, and he wants to invent a person, and he dies before he finishes his hands so he has scissors Anthony, his hands. Anthony Michael Hall is in this yeah and then Diane Veist yeah is a fucking Avon lady and she goes to the mansion years later to sell Avon and she discovers him and then takes him back but what I love about this movie is it's a hundred percent suburbia yeah absolutely. Like this is this is where she fucking goes in to sell Avon this is we're getting to the intro of Scissor hands himself. Well, he's a very kind of meek character, right? Oh, he's a freak, dude. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, it's, you know. What happened to you? I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Oh! Put those down. Don't come any closer. Just please. It's just a total Tim Burton house. You know, Johnny Depp and I are Look at both those gaps in the floor. So weird. Both Tim Burton and, you know, and Johnny Depp, we get together and we just, we're just weird. Well, like my interpretation, you know how I have my George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, yeah, yeah. they're nasally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he seems like he's just like... Tim Burton is? or You know, we got this odd world, like this this kind of voice. It's just an odd <laughs> world where everything is on its head and it's dark and gray and I do I do I have to admit that I've caught myself chuckling thinking about your impression of Lucas you know I've got this world it's it's in my head and I just I have to get it on screen I just my Look this at world that. you know what he's just pensive Johnny Depp in this oh absolutely so, but this is essentially Frankenstein yeah yeah uh, she takes him into the suburbia but what I want to show you is the fucking look at this town he gets all excited like, yeah, look at the houses. You got the multicolored yeah. houses. Yeah. yeah Anthony talking. Michael Hall plays Winona Ryder's boyfriend. He falls in love with Winona Ryder. Uh, his whole thing in this is he starts cutting people's hair. Exactly. Okay. And then yeah. also does like their, like their lawn and stuff too. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then one of the neighbors, 
this girl tries to fuck him and he backs off. So she like frames him for scissor rape. Ooh, wow. Oh, so and a then, twist. well, and then the movie basically ends with the town torch chasing him back to the fucking mansion. Yeah. And then Winona Ryder just fucking all loves him and shit and has yeah. to like the movie starts with her telling a tale to her granddaughter about the old man with scissors. She talks like this. It's an old lady. Oh, 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 is, is, that, is that Winona Ryder's it's actually Winona, acting like an old lady? Seriously. Winona Ryder is an old lady. We, we've, we've got to see that. Yeah. We've got to see that. That sounds amazing. We have to see that. <laughs> we've got to see that. Yeah. It's pretty fucking great. That's where I grew up, basically, right there. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, I mean, this is so Gen X. This is like the Gen X actors. I'm so fucking old, though. This is, I was in college when this came out. Oh, yeah, so you didn't have time for movies. That's probably I why mean, you no, didn't. I, no, I, I went. Here we go. I went. Uncle and sweetie, it's cold out there. <laughs> 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 Snuggle in, sweeties. It's cold out there. Where did it come from? Oh, that's a long story, sweetheart. There it is. Oh, not tonight. Go to sleep. Well, so this is like uh, a Prince's Bride. Yeah. You know, uh, re only reads well, it, yeah. All right. You know something? I <laughs> like fucking Winona Ryder acting like an old lady. It's hilarious. Listen how she says scissors. Scissors. Well. There are all kinds of scissors. Scissors. Once, scissors, honey. She was so Gen X. She's also, I think, anxiety. Yeah, she became a goddamn deep. kleptomaniac. Yeah, yeah. yeah With yeah. money. She was a yeah. rich kleptomaniac. Yeah, yeah. How crazy is that? You know, I remember that being that and like Tom Cruise freaking out on Oprah was like to me it was a pivot point in my assessment of their careers. You know, Tom Cruise had done nothing wrong for about fifteen years. Yeah, except for it. You know, so I don't like tells Cruise. the tale. Yeah, of the whole movie. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to wind it down? You want to watch it a little bit? Let's take a peek. Yeah, go forward. Let's take a peek into my world. <laughs> <laughs> you see the world I'm imagining here. Oh, is... I was making fun of how much money he probably asked for this little bullshit fucking model of oh, the absolutely. town. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Can't we just do a flyover?" And he's just like, "No, we gotta do." We have to, I want to hire Rick Baker to build my houses. <laughs> and then zoom, we go up the hill and the man he invented. So the man showed the lived. Incomplete. It's interesting that he Burton broke to, through with his movies. He didn't need to eat food or anything. I mean, these were definitely like different movies. This for was their time, after you know? Ed Wood, right? Or oh no, this, this is before. This, this is like early Burton. This is before. Ed Wood is, is one of the best bad movies of all time. Yeah, it, this is this is actually um, 91. 90. No, 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 this is this is before Batman. This is before Batman. No, it's eighty eight. It's eighty eight. I'm going to say it's eighty eight. It's before Batman. Uh, after Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And also, I think, uh, oh, you, you know, you might be right. You might be right. It might be his. 1990. Oh, it was it was the movie after. Batman. Batman. Ooh, wow. I was wrong. Yeah. No, because I, I conf used to confuse December this. December 7th, 1990. Yeah. God, I remember that day. There was a huge snowstorm in Madison. Are you fucking serious? The, the, the December, okay, can, can I say that? Does yeah. It, oh, the, this is serendipitous. Because that, 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 that's obviously the same day as as uh, as uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That was uh, December 7th, 1990. Jen Westfall, one of the three women who truly broke my heart, truly broke my heart as a young man, that happened that day, December seventh, nineteen ninety, and I was in Madison. I mean, yeah, there was a there was a snow. It was the next day. There was a big snowstorm. 
you know. But I remember being totally, when I go to the student union in Wisconsin, I always look at that corner whenever I go back there. This is, I remember my feelings at that moment. Now he's this, we're advanced in, he's a little normalized at this point. Uh, well, they're taking like today's him, standard, they're but he'll taking be him to weird. the plaza where he's going to get his like, oh, she sees it. He, he loves fucking Winona Ryder so hard. Um, that's her. Yep. That's me as a young lady right there. I'm so young <laughs> and spry. Uh, but he's about to rent property. That's his 90s shag and wagon van. Yeah, no the kidding. Sin bin, man. The sin bin. Yeah. That was a big thing in the 70s, man. Uh, if you had a van, I, I tell you what, I, I drive a van now. So this is where the scissor rape happens. Uh, and then the town's just like, fuck you, you raped a girl. But yeah, that's... Hmm. Interesting. So the town goes after him. Oh yeah, and then yep. Anthony Michael Hall gets—he uh, wants him. His dad's real rich, and he's like, "Hey, steal some equipment so we can sell it." And Edwards can just jam his scissors in the door and break in, which not is not real, probably. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, he's but yeah, he gets, he's, he's wearing a University of Virginia yep, hat. Yep, absolutely, he is. Which I don't know why. Maybe that yeah. signifies where they are. Yeah, I guess grounding it in that. His hands are up, right? Yeah, but they think he has weapons. All right, cuff him. And then, but this is pre-scissor rape. After the scissor rape, the whole fucking town turns on him. Because the, yeah. the, yeah. So it's a real statement about kind of yeah. suburban thoughts. Like the, he uh, gives them all weird Tim Burtony haircuts too, because Diane Weist had a regular haircut, and now she's got the yeah. one side swoop. So she's basically turned into, this is what uh, Carmen Esposito, Cameron Esposito yeah. was going to have. And he's wearing a UVA hat. He looks like the fucking shooter. He looks like the school shooter. Wow. I thought this was before. I thought this was before. No. Alan Arkin. We got a young Alan Arkin. Well, I don't know if he's young. <laughs> Younger. He's still alive for Christ's yeah, sake. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's old there. And, and this is 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah I, now I, look, at, he gets, look, look at her hair now. He cuts it as it goes on. Absolutely. You know. He makes an ice sculpture of her dance. This is when she dances in the ice sculpture. This is a pivotal part in the movie. And he sees her and falls in love with well, her. Well, he's because now the town kind of hates him, and they're they, they're supposed to have this big Christmas party, and no one in the town wants to go now because scissor hands is fucking dangerous. Uh, but then she goes. This is after. Oh, they danced already. Gotta go back. I missed it. So he's fucking cutting an ice sculpture, which I don't know where he gets a giant block of ice because <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're not in Chicago. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. He's all leathered up. Is, is he looks he, like a leather daddy. Is he is he post rape uh, accusation right now? Yes, this is post rape. Are you okay? Yes, are you okay? I mean, they fell in love and shit. They were, they were like going to get married. They, they had tattoos. In real life? Yeah, in real life. He, they, he's a tattoo, one owner forever. They changed to wino forever. That's great. You know? Because they were, you know, insane actors who just, I'm so wonderful and everything's happening at the same time. I'm famous and I'm falling in love because that's what this fame means and all, you know. <laughs> and then they break up. It's all over. Go on home. There's nothing more to see. They've chased him up into the hill. That's Kathy Baker, right? He shoots his gun into the air and just like walks away. And it's just like, oh, it's over. <laughs> 
This cop just he just leaves. <laughs> oh, this guy was funny. So then Anthony Michael Hall, Winona Ryder, and Diane Weist chase him up the fuck to the mansion, and they have the big final standoff. Anthony Michael Hall dies. Winona Ryder was really cute. She, like, basically says he's dead, so the town backs off. It, it's weird that she is now plays old woman roles to me. Like, it's very weird she's to me. She's your hand. She's... <laughs> But the fact that she yeah like, she plays like crazy old lady yeah yeah or you know whatever in black swan her she mom was like the, the, on her fucking on she was the ropes. washed up uh, you know uh, the washed up she's uh, she's ballerina. always playing a lady rope a doping her way through life now yep yep they killed each other yeah when she was at, when she went klepto what, what was the whole story behind that again? she was just like I think it was like a, was her Zoloft off or something or medication something like that but I think it was more the thrill type of thing where she couldn't get her little actor buzz anymore, anymore. so she so was she just fucking that. stealing shit God. which I get stealing rules yeah yeah the great. weird thrill of that it's a good time but yeah yeah, yeah but, but we, something's going on in your brain when you're uh, yeah it's an endorphin rush I mean when you it's it's getting away with it it's not even getting the product it's yeah, yeah. the thrill of like oh I might get caught I might get caught it's yeah. embarrassing when you get caught though especially when it's like a bag of chips or something yeah, like yeah, that exactly how many times have you been caught four five <laughs> a few how, how, many a times, few. how many times have you boosted things I'm sure it's oh, in the hundreds in the hundreds when I first moved to LA I was ripping 7-elevens fucking at will wow after that night, after that night. So she never fucking went back up to see him. She just abandoned him. Because I was there. You could have gone up there. You still could go. No, sweetheart. I'm old and ugly. I'm an old woman now. <laughs> I would rather him remember me the way I was. I'm dried up. He's all scarred up and scissory, though. Like, he, he shouldn't be a fucking... Look at him. He made it all nice. He had the yard was all decrepit. Yep, yep exactly. Look at him. Because he's making beauty. But wait, here's... This movie was, so, a, was deemed a very experimental film. And when, when the movie up. first starts, he's got a big hand in the middle courtyard. And now... The hand is there. But then... It's her. He made her, He makes her, too. He's got a big statue of her. He's got a big grass Winona. Oh, because he fucking does the snow. This is outrageous. This is going to be the outrageous part. But I believe he is. So she says it never snowed until he went back up there. And it's because every winter he cuts another Winona ice sculpture and the ice shavings blow over the whole town. And that's the snow. I remember people really liking this movie. I love it. Yeah. Like, that's partly why I didn't want to watch the whole thing, because I don't think I can just straight make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would be snowing. But, you know, his sensibility... Look at him. He's causing all that snow in the background from the fucking ice shavings. That Watch when they show all the snow you blow know, out the window. You know, I'm just an old withered prune now. I'm acting. I'm... 20 years old. That but giant Tim Burton-sized hole in the roof. I think she's 19 there. She was born in 71, and this came out in 90. So look at him. He's Dude, doing it right. Yeah. See all the ice yep. sculptures? Yep. Look at all that fucking dust blowing out the window. That's the snow. That's yeah. the town's snow. 
I remember that. I remember. Where the fuck is he getting this ice? I don't know, man. There we go. Snow on flowers. That was like a different image. Oh, yeah. You know. It's magic. That's when, you when fall she's in dancing love. in the fucking That's snow. when you know you're in love, when it's yeah. magic. Look at it blowing out over the whole town. It's just magic. So yeah, what we put on film is magic. It's magical. Yeah, what's experienced. So, uh, so that was the show. That was. I tell you something. That was good. We we stuck. We stuck to the script. We stuck to the script. Yeah, you know, which is a good thing. We did it. We had a discipline with that. Which thanks is good. for listening, guys. You Thank can you follow listening. Adam on social media. Insecure comic on Twitter, and then it's yep. Adam Crocious everywhere else. You're not. An I got Instagram a good Twitter. Guy. You got yeah, a good I should, Twitter. I know. I, I you know I got I got I, I have to have a presence there. I don't even. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, I am Keith Pazel on Twitter, Keith Pazel on Instagram. <laughs> how about that? I'm the only Keith Pazel in the world. It's exactly. so easy to remember. Absolutely. The guy the guy who I gave my Instagram to when I drove on Lyft said, Keith Pazel, you do a podcast. Nice. Like, Listen to it. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Here we go. Yeah.